everyone ready? Because it's time for high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online, online. at WBVI.com. Online now. High school football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Rumpy Corporation. Three, two, one. It's showtime. One, two, three. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online. Let's do it. Hit it. At WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Frost Cowhouse Stadium here in Tiffin. Your site for more football action as this is game two of a doubleheader here. We now have an SPC River matchup. Margareta taking on Tiffin Calvert. Margareta 3-3 three and three on the year. Tough loss last week for them against Hopewell Loudon. Calvert 5-0. They had an unintentional bye week. Last week they were scheduled to play Fremont St. Joe. Had to cancel last week due to illness on the Fremont St. Joe side. Calvert's last game of Saturday night went back on the 16th against Gibsonburg. This is SBC Football on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com here for game two of our doubleheader here in Tiffin. For game one between Columbian and Clyde, Columbian came away with a 49-14 win. Lance Morris, Pete Seymour here with you for today's matchup between Margaret and Calvert. And Pete, Calvert, team you've seen once already on the year, and they've, as you saw, they've really been rolling after a couple weeks, a couple uh, close wins to start the year earlier on. What are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing here in this one? Well, Calvert was great when I saw them against Lakota earlier in the year. And that offense, again, was flipping on all cylinders. And the fact they stayed ba balanced. Harry Schultz, the ball wasn't in his hand too much. Had they have Warnament and Rombach, their two running backs, are phenomenal on the ground. That'll be a tall task here for Margareta today. But look for Calvert to come out and try and establish that run. Again, Schultz can get the job done through the air, but the little... The less he has to do, the better for this offense because they have a great tandem of running backs and look for that to really spearhead this offense today. But Lance, my question for you is with that unintentional bye week, you're on a roll five and off your Calvert. How do you handle that week? Is it a few extra practices well, with a few extra film sessions? That's, that's kind of the good thing. They didn't know until that Friday. So they were wow. able to plan as if they had a game and then Friday came they just weren't able to play a game. So if nothing else... Maybe a little, maybe some of those guys, maybe, maybe some nagging injuries, maybe take a little extra time to heal. Maybe we'll see a little bit of rust here early on, but I think aside from that, they were able to plan as if they had a game all week. So it wasn't as if, you know, they were unsure. It was just Friday came and then they didn't have a game. Absolutely. And as, as the season progresses and moves on, maybe that'll be a little bit of a benefit to them. Like I said, the bumps and bruises of the middle of the season football and some real tough games that they pulled out victories. So we'll see how they respond here, but we're about ready to get this one going. The uh, Harold Florian funeral kick will be a short kick returnable for Luzader, and he gets it to about the 30-yard line for Margareta as they'll start with the ball here at Ross Cowhouse Stadium to get things started between Margareta and Calvert. One thing I'm interested from your perspective, Pete, as well, we, we have uh, Margareta starting with the ball. They won the toss and wanted the ball. And for as slow as that offense started last week in that first half against Hopewell, kind of surprising that they would want the ball to start. Well, maybe it's something, Lance. They just want to turn the page. They know they didn't play as well as they wanted to last week. They want to get out, get the ball, maybe points, put points on the board this first drive. So we'll do a little end around for Gage Bodie as he'll 
Looks like, if anything, get back to the line of scrimmage, and that one was kind of a DOA for them that time, as it'll be second and 10 coming up on the no game. Yeah, Bodie, a captain on the squad. He's a senior, stands at 6'1", 164, an outside threat that time, taking on a jet sweep on an end around on the first play of the game, no gain. We will again see Jake Bowie in there at quarterback. I think we'll see Judah Cowler maybe in some supplementary roles. He actually is in the backfield, and he actually, him, he was the one who had that first carry, not Gage Bodie. So we do have Keller on the field as a running back, but Bodie's going to look to throw this time. That's going to be hauled in. That'll be Washington on the grab this time for Margareta as they're able to get some yards out, and that one make it a third and a little more manageable as they get out to about the 33. Well, how about Julian Washington? Only a sophomore, sitting at 6'4", 157. He's a big target on the outside. If he gets into some space, he can make people miss, but another downfield threat for his quarterback. Look for him to get involved early. And he's just one of their kind of all-around guys. Has a pick on the defensive side. A couple punt return touchdowns as well. So it is a guy that if you get him into space, can make some things happen. It's going to be third and seven coming up here from Margareta Ball on their own 33-yard line. Averages just under 70 yards a game receiving. Two receivers left, one to the right for Margareta. Split gun look. Bowie going to roll to his left. Has to avoid some pressure. Will step up in the pocket and scramble. First down and a little more. Gets into some open field. And he'll be forced out of bounds by Billy Klaus as he's able to get into Calvert territory as he gets past the 50 out to looks like about the 48. And that's kind of one of the things we didn't really see a whole lot from Bowie last week. Didn't really have many opportunities to scramble coming into today. Just 11 carries for 34 yards. So not usually much of a runner, but that time didn't look like it. He ran pretty well there. Yeah, nice job taking off his first look. He looked to the left to start and then brought the ball down as Cameron Bagnett was in there. The junior 6'4", 260-pound defensive lineman was hounding him from the left-end spot, but nice job of tucking the ball and running. Big first down. First and 10 for Margareta in Calvert territory at the 48. They'll fling it to Gange Bodie on the far side as he'll slip away from a defender Ooh. and get a first down and a little more before he's hit hard by Callum Ornament out there that time for Calvert, but it'll be enough for a first down for Margareta. Nice little swing pass there. Chains move again. Simple play though, Lance, again. Offense starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Not a bad start here for Margareta. Certainly already better than they started last week against Hopewell. That they didn't, I don't think they crossed into Hopewell territory in the first half last week. So it'll be first and 10 now for Margareta, a little deeper into Calvert territory at the 34, 10 15 to go. Still scoreless here in Tiffin at Frost Cow now Stadium. Gage Bodie, they'll hand it off to Smetzer this time. Left side carry for their running back. He's going to get a nice chunk of yards. So get out to about the 28, gain six. Yeah, Schmetzer, the senior, 5'9", 189. He gets skinny behind those tackles. and Another nice gain on first down. So far, this opening drive, Margareta able to stay ahead of the sticks. That's a nice carry there for give him eight yards almost, seven yards. Almost like uh, Gary Quizno was, uh, he heard me question why he wanted the ball, and he, he's, he's showing why they wanted the ball. Good, good drive so far for Margareta. Second down and about three now for Margareta. Split gun look this time. Two receivers right, one to the left. Bodie going to roll now. Looking downfield. Has a man if he can get it there, but he short arms it. Incomplete as it was almost hauled in by Lou Zader. And he had a nice battle that time uh, again with uh, Cal Warneman, I think, uh, was out there. And it was a good, good coverage, but... You know, it was, he put it in a pretty good spot even with the slide underthrow. Gave it, at least his guy a chance to get it. Yeah, Luzader came, had to come back for that ball. And like you said, Lance, just a tad bit underthrown. But 
he didn't have a lot of room to even throw that to the near pylon on the end zone. It was pretty good coverage on the play. Falls helplessly in the turf, and here's a big third down play early. Third and three now for Margareta. 9.32 remaining first quarter. Are we going to throw far side? And that's going to be incomplete. That would have been a first down. Again, was targeting Luzader on the far side, so it'll bring up fourth down, and got to imagine offense stays on the field for how deep you are already into Calvert territory. Absolutely, and that was not a bad play call at all. A little out right to the steps, sticks through Luzader, and man, he just couldn't haul it in. But again, fourth and short. How opens your playbook here, Lance? Got fourth and three, or fairly deep in Calvert territory at the 32. It's been a I mean, it's been more pass than run, even though they started with a wishbone formation yep. to start the game. That's exactly what I was going to point out. Split gun look for Bowie. They'll hand it off. I don't know. He'll actually try and tuck in. He's not going to get away that time. Carter Wolf on the stop for Calvert, and a big one at that, as that'll allow Calvert to get their offense on the field. Keep Margareta off the scoreboard with 9.23 to go in the first quarter. Well, this defensive line of Calvert is going to be a problem today. We talk about their size, but, man, their speed so far on that first drive is different. A solid drive, but, man, two, at least three blue shirts in the backfield that time to bring him down and the turnover on down. That's a big stand here early in this one. First and 10 for Calvert from their own 28-yard line. Three receivers right, one to the left. Harry Schultz in the gun. He'll hand it to Warnament right side run. He'll plunge forward. He'll get about two. Second down and seven now for Calvert. Nine minutes left to go here. First quarter, still scoreless between Calvert and Margaretta. First time the Calvert offense is getting onto the field here tonight. A little doubleheader action here at Frost Cow now Stadium. Two receivers out to the right, one to the left. They'll send Romack in motion now to the right side. They'll fake the bubble. They'll go for the screen across the middle. That's going to be hauled in. Getting away from a defender before being brought down by Gage Bodie will be Cal Warnament. That'll be a first down and a little more for Coward as he gets out to about the 46. Now Warnament, he can do it with his legs and through the air. Warnament and Rombach, well, pretty much split the duties. Warnament with 56 carries, Rombach with 44 coming into the day, 400 yards on the ground for Warnament. But as we see there, it can also catch him through the air. First and 10 for Calvert from their own 45-yard line. Two receivers right, one to the left. So they'll hand it off as we run back this time. He's going to be stood up, though, pretty quickly. Forward progress looks like he'll get back to the line of scrimmage. So bring up second down and 10 here for Calvert. 8.05 remaining first quarter of action. Reminder, today's first half brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff and hiring now. Go to morganadvancedmaterials.com. To learn more and apply, second down and 10 for Calvert from their own 45. Two receivers out each side. Harry Schultz in the gun, running back to his right. He'll drop back, look to throw. He'll look near side. Klaus will bring that one in right around midfield as they'll just barely get into Margareta territory. Yeah, Klaus, that's his favorite target right there. Nice little stick route. Bring up a third and manageable. Bring up third. Looks like about four for the Tiffin Calvert Senecas with seven and a half minutes to go. First quarter, squirrel is here between Calvert and Margareta. A little later night SBC River action with the doubleheader. Game one, of course, started at 4.30. Game two started about 10 minutes ago or so. We'll see 
Third down and four for Calvert. Two receivers left, one to the right. Pitch play left side. That'll be for Romback, but he's going to be able to cut it back the far side. Make something out of nothing. He's off to the races. Give him his crown once again. The homecoming king into the end zone for the touchdown. Calvert strikes first. Wow. That play was over at the near sideline, Lanson. I almost commented, man, why are you running a pitch to the near side? There was no space back here. Margaret Which is why I cut it back the other way. <laughs> all the way up. That play had nowhere to go. One step into the ground, left foot, he switches direction. Now he's off to the races. Nobody is catching that speed in space. One, two, three, there's four. Four. Couldn't bring him down. The PAT is up. And it's up and good. 7-0 lead here for Calvert. 7-0-2 remaining first quarter of action here. Lance Morris alongside Pete Seymour here. Is Calvert able to strike first on what was about to be a negative play? I was about ready to say Romback is stuffed up because of the run. And he was able to cut it back to the other side, find some daylight, takes it the rest of the way for the 52-yard scamper for the score. And, I mean, that's just what this Calvert offense is able to do. They are able to throw the ball when they need to, of course. Warneman had a grab, so did Klaus. But, you know, it's it's Romback who uh, made the made the big play that time on that drive. And touchdown number seven on the year from Romback. And as I mentioned, they're pretty split in carries. But the vision that he had to bounce that so early in the play and take it across the field, that is vision you can't teach. And that's some intangible stuff, Lansing. What a turn of events. Margareta put together such a nice drive. The Ben Don't Break defense of Calvert holds, like we which saw is, a lot against Lakota. Which is what Calvert, I mean, that's kind of what the defense has done all year. Exactly. Right to their game plan. They get their offense back on the field, get it to their playmakers, put seven on the board. That's a great start. Another squib-type kick will be returnable for Luzader. He'll be stopped about the 40-yard line. We'll see the Margareta offense get back on to the field. 6.57 left to go here first quarter. Calvert, the... 7-0 lead on Margareta. Of course, that kickoff brought to you by Harold Florian Funeral Home. Floss Story's oldest established funeral home serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Tiffin Street in Floss Story. And, I mean, yeah, Pete, like you said, Margareta had a really good drive going. They were able to get most of the way down the field before they were uh, they stumbled on that uh, fourth down and three play from about the 34-yard line and see what they're able to do this time. First and 10 for Margareta. They'll hand it on the reverse uh, to Bodie. Bodie going to get a first down and a little more. Gets into Calvert territory as he's brought down at about the 40. So gain of about 18 or so that time for Gage Bodie. Little jet sweep was able to find some space. Kane Schmetzer just took out a linebacker from Calvert to spring that run off the left side. My goodness, he came around as the lead blocker and just took his man out. First and 10 coming up here for Margareta. Oof. Have the ball on the Calvert 40-yard line now. Split gun look, two receivers right, one to the left. They'll hand it. That'll be Keller this time on the give. The former quarterback takes the handoff that time. He'll get, looks like, about three. Yeah, Keller rushing on the year, 58 attempts, 207 yards coming to this game. Six touchdowns, only coughed it up once, averaging about 35 yards a game. And he was, you know, one of their lead running backs even as a quarterback. So with uh, with his hand being an issue, you know, good to see that Mark Red is still able to work him in on the offense. He played a lot of defense last week as well, as we'll 
See second down and seven. Oh, big hit that time on the Calvert side. I believe that was Billy Klaus. Or, no, that was actually that was that was uh, Xavier Komet out there that time uh, for Calvert and. He read that play like a book with the lay down that time. Yeah, that starts in the film room right there. Man, a few steps right up to the line of scrimmage, and boom, there goes the lumber. Man, they're fired up today. This, this is a almost good a, one. Almost like they haven't played in a little while. Yeah, right? You're wondering, are they going to come out a little rusty? Are they going to come out fired up? Well, I think our question is answered right there. The third down now in 10 for Margareta with now under five and a half minutes to go. First quarter, Calvert, the 7 nothing lead. Bowie going to look to throw far side. Somehow, Bowie able to handle that one in. Won't get the first down out of it, but does make it a little closer as that'll bring up a fourth and about three, and you're almost in the same spot you were the last time. Oh, that's a heck of a catch by Bodie. He was rolling out to the far side of the field. That passed a little bit behind him. It almost looked like he turned his shoulders, Lance. Let the ball go right through his left shoulder over to his right hand and drilled that in. That's a heck of a play, and again, another manageable fourth down. You described it well, but it would have been helpful if they could have seen you literally turn <laughs> turn to you and say, hey, Lance, this is what's happening. Uh, so that'll bring up fourth and four now for Margareta. Because again, we'll see the offense stay on the field as they're in a similar spot to when they went for it last time on fourth down. Split gun look, two receivers right, one to the left. Bowie going to have to escape the pocket. Throws it down the field. Washington hauls it in. He's right around the first down mark. I think he just barely got it. But you were uh, among the people that were waving for, I believe, a flag. Oh, big old Lucas Wrecker, number 74, the 6'5 senior, 272 pounds, got into that backfield, and, man, his shoulder pads got turned around, and, yeah, Margareta got away with one there. Yeah, you definitely can see on the uh, on the replay. That's a yeah, tough that's, one. Yeah, uh, that's certainly one that uh, one of the officials just splat missed you can you can call that what it is big break big break early we'll be first and 10 now for margaretas are able to pick that one up they'll hand it up the middle for kane Smetzer, and the running backs able to plunge himself forward get out to looks like about the 24 pick up five well here's this ben don't break defense again but Smetzer, a good job and lance i'm interested to see how this game progresses we've seen margaretta really start to pound that ball now and I wonder how some of these, the second level, are going to get tired in the second half for Calvert. Again, not playing last week, so will they be a little bit well-rested, or will they have to carry some of that momentum they get from their offense into that second half? But that's one thing to, to uh, really pay attention to as this one moves on, is how many tackles are coming from that second level. So now it'll be second down and six for Margareta from the Calvert 24. Bowie going to fling it far side. Bowie able to bring it in. But again, Xavier Komet with a nice hit out there in space. He was able to keep that one from exploding into a bigger play and actually ended up having them lose some yards in the process. So you go to the well one too many times there, right? I'd like to see one pump fake, maybe a skinny post across the middle. But right now... If you're the offensive coordinator of Margareta, this Calvert defense is playing on their toes. If you can get them off balance a little bit here, get your players into some space, you might have a shot to take something deep. Be third down and eight now for Margareta. Down to 2.45 left to go first quarter. Calvert, the 7 nothing lead on Margareta, but Margareta again driving down and in Calvert territory. Bowie going to end up handing it to Smetzer. Left side run. He's able to get some of those yards back, make it another fourth and short coming up. It'll be Looks like fourth and two this time down. Metzer got skinny that time on the left side of his line, sneaking between tackle and guard. And it's a nice job of really wiggling his way through that hole and making it another manageable fourth down, almost in the same spot, Lance. We're going back and forth, and 
We're still at about fourth and three. It'll be fourth and three this time from the Calvert. 22 for Margareta. Down to 210 left to go. First quarter of action. It looks like Margareta in no hurry. I was going to say Margareta just now is breaking the huddle. They have 10 on the play clock to work with. Fourth down and three. Two receivers right, one to the left. Bowie going to drop back. He'll look to throw. Has to try and step him in the pocket. Going to be unable to do so. Lucas Recker and company on the scene that time for Calvert for another big fourth down stop. So Smetzer came up on that left side, shaking his head a little bit. I don't know if there was a miscue on that play, but things just looked a little off. But Smetzer was standing out in the flat, wide open. However, he was wide open because he didn't pick up a blocker, I don't think. So may have been a little confusion there, but again, Margaretta shooting themselves in the foot on another fourth down. Two drives now, knocked out. First and 10 now for Calvert. They'll have the ball on their own 27-yard line. Two receivers out to each side. Faking the give, Schultz will keep it this time. Won't get too much, looks like he only got about a yard. Brings up second and 10 coming up here for Cowards. They call him the last keeper by Schultz, a no gain as we'll get down to now under 90 seconds. We'll have to go here first quarter. Calvert, the seven nothing lead on Margareta. We'll see, looks like just one receiver out to the right side as they'll Go all in tight, still in the shotgun for Harry Schultz. So now sound Klaus in motion, left side out as a receiver. That's one-on-one -on -one coverage down here. Well, handed off Rombach, gonna be hit fairly quickly. Luzader and company able to bring him back. Again, forward progress though, I think we'll keep him at about the line of scrimmage. If anything, we'll lose a yard. Margareta certainly is uh, starting to key in on the run a little better than they did on that first drive. Absolutely, and th that's going to be the plan today. Make Schultz beat you with his arm. Stop the playmakers, or at least limit the playmakers, because they're going to get theirs. But if you can make Schultz beat you with your arm and control the time of possession, it could very well be 7-0 at the end of one. And I know on the scoreboard, Margareta might be down, but with those drives, it's not a bad first quarter. Third down and 10 now here for Calvert. Schultz. Going to drop back, look to throw. That's going to be hauled in onto the near side. A nice grab that time. Jacob Romback on the grab. First down and a little more for Calvert as they'll get another first down here with just 24 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Well, that ball was on time. Nice timing route right to the near pylon, right by the sticks. Lance and Schultz delivers that one on target right in between the numbers. Nice ball. First and 10 going up for Calvert on their own side of the 50 at the 39. They lead Margareta seven to nothing here first quarter. See two receivers out right side, one to the left. Schultz gonna end up pitching it near side. So it'll be run back another give for the senior running back. He'll be stopped just shy of midfield at the 49. Once again, running that sweet play to the short side of the field. Nice job of tiptoeing the sideline, then cut it back up into the middle, Lance. And Calvert not in too much of a rhythm themselves. They're taking their time and might just be content to let the first quarter run out. Looks like they're going to do just that. They'll have a 7-0 lead here through one quarter of action here at Frost Cow now Stadium. We'll go ahead, step aside for a quick time. We'll come back for the start of quarter number two. We here in Tiffin, you're listening to high school football in Kolaskitz 96.7 WBVI. 
We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Back we are to start quarter number two from Frost County Stadium here in Tiffin. It'll be Calvert first and 10 from their own 49 as they'll run a little screen play near side for Jacob Romback, but that's going to be caught immediately by Margareta. They'll actually force Calvert to lose a couple of yards. Lance Morris alongside Pete Seymour for today's doubleheader here in Tiffin. Again, Calvert the 7 nothing lead over Margareta as we start quarter number two. Well, Lance, it looks like Margareta's just like we mentioned, and then make Schultz beat him down the field. So far, they're playing really close to the line of scrimmage. Both defenses, honestly, are sending their secondaries up in press coverage just a little bit more, but watch Schultz at one of these points. Look, only a one-high safety. There's going to be one-on-one -on -one coverage. It'll be to the far side of the field. We'll see if he takes it. Second out in 12 for Calvert. Schultz going to look to throw. He's looking for Schumacher, but just overthrows Schumacher, who had a man open down the near sideline. That'll bring up third and long. So what's he do? Go to the side with the safety on it. And again, not a bad ball. Schumacher had a step on his man. Just a little bit overthrown. Not a bad play call, though. Third and long now. But again, you pick up a good chunk here. He might be in go-for-it territory. So they have it just barely on their side of midfield after we flipped the field. They'll have it at their own 47. We'll see two receivers out each side, third and 12 for the Senecas. Schultz in the gun, running back on his left side. He'll take it. He'll fake the snap. He'll look to throw. He has a man wide open as Warnament brings it in as he'll cut it back inside and almost breaks away. Does break away from one defender. Finally shoved out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. As that was quite the pitch and catch that time as Cal Warnament makes it first and goal now for Calvert. And Schultz paid the price, Lance. He got blasted on the back end of that thing. There was a defensive lineman running three, and give credit where it's due. That young man stood in that pocket and delivered that football to a wide open receiver, but man, he came up limp on that shoulder and he took a shot at the end of that play. Brings up first and goal now for Calvert from the eight yard line, just about a minute into the second quarter. They lead seven, nothing due to Seneca's. Looking to add on here, it'll be three receivers left, one to the right. Warnament the running back, they'll hand it to Warnament. He'll break away from one defender, but not from the rest of the Polar Bear defense as he's gonna be stopped after gaining about two. This might be a time where we see Schultz pull that one out and take him, take it himself, Lance. I saw him do that in that Lakota game a few times, but when the defense sells out so much to your running back, he might have a clear lane around one of these edges if he takes it this next time. Taking a goal from the six now for Calvert. Two receivers out to each side. Warnament to the right side of Harry Schultz in the shotgun. 
Set in motion from the left side slot. They'll end up giving it on the jet sweep, trying to cut it back upfield. Does Rom back, and he will a little, but if anything, just got back to the line of scrimmage at best a yard. Yeah, Dylan Gibson, the 6'3", 260-pound senior, was able to come up and make that tackle. He got his big paw on the leg of the running back and took him down. Oh, nice play. Nice job on this drive of feathering the running backs out. It looks a lot like Calvert's defense. Ben, don't break right now, Lance. Third and goal from the seven now for Calvert. This be a monstrous stop. So we'll see three receivers to the left, one to the right. Klaus will own receiver on the right side. Warneman to the right side of Schultz in the gun. He'll drop, he'll look to throw. He's coming back right side. He's looking for Klaus. It'll be incomplete as it was just knocked away from Klaus before he even had a chance to haul it in. I'm trying to get a number down there. It looks, looks like Gage Bodie yep, on the looks coverage. Looks like Bodie on the coverage. Was Not that Carter? And goal. Was that Carter Wolf open in the end zone? I think there was a miss. Misread there. Something uh, Calvert doesn't do a whole lot, and by doesn't do a whole lot, I mean it's their first field goal try of the year. Lucius, 15 for 20 on PATs coming in today. So add one to that. The field goal kick is up. And it is no good, so they will not get points on that drive on their first field goal try of the year. And now Margareta is able to get themselves a stop because of the missed field goal. They'll take over fairly deep in Calvert territory with 9.15 to go in the first half. And if you're Margareta here, you have a chance to make a long, slow, methodical drive to get yourself back in this game. If they could go into halftime at 7-7, I think that's a win for Margareta. And they've had good balance so far, Lance. This they offense have. has been, it's been good. They just don't have any points to show for. So leaned a little more on the pass than the yeah. run, but by and large, better, better than, but again, better first half than they had last week already. First and 10 now for Margaret. I'll have a receiver out to each side with a snap. will get ahead of Bowie. He's able to pick it up, try and tuck and run for what he can get. He's still going to lose some yards, but he's able to at least make that not as bad as it could have been. Only lose about five, but could have ended up losing eight or nine based on uh, how far that snap went back. Yeah, Carter Wolf was in pursuit. They were lucky just to grab that one up and land right back on it because Wolf, he stands at 6'3", 210, and he was getting downhill quickly. So now it'll be second down and 15 coming up for Margaret with 840 left to go here in the first half. Reminder, today's first half brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff in hiring now. Find them online, morganadvancedmaterials.com, to learn more and apply. We'll see two receivers out left side. They'll set a man in motion on the right side as they'll do a little jet sweep for Judah Keller. Keller able to get into a little bit of space before he's shoved out of bounds. Looks like he's able to get to about the 23. And for Margareta, that's going to be the key to success, I think, on offense, is getting some of your playmakers out into space. So far, that defensive line of Calvert really jamming up the middle, but able to get outside at least for a few yards. And when you're having a tough time with the run game up the middle, even some short passes to the outside, again, some sweeps, trying to get the outsides work to open up that middle and the passing game a little bit. Third down and seven now for Margareta as they were able to get back some of the yards they lost on the botched snap. Two receivers to the right, one to the left as they'll send now a tight end out there on the right side. Bowie going to roll to his right, look to throw. He's going to heave that one, but it was batted at the line and will end up falling incomplete. Lucas Racker, the big paw, stands at six foot five, and man, he got up there and smacked it right down at the line of scrimmage. And 
That's good because I think there was a man open down the field. There were two in that vicinity of where the ball was going. Don't know if it would have made it there, but was able to put enough room to it. But Racker, big paw knocks it down, punting unit onto the field. Margareta will be forced to punt. Bodie will go back to do the honors for Margareta with 7.39 left to go here in this first half. Calvary, the 7 nothing lead on Margareta. Good looking punt. Are able to get the punt away. Godfrey returns it from about the 40. Tries to cut it back inside and will be unable to avoid the defense from Margareta. So only able to pick up about four. Judah Keller on the stop once again for Margareta. Showing that even guys that are quarterbacks in the depth chart are able to lay down to mids every now and then. We'll see Calvert take over. It was a pretty good field position. They'll start at about the 43. Yeah, this could be a big drive for Calvert. I know we're only in the second quarter, but the Margareta defense is doing what they should, and the offense isn't helping them out at all. But now they've been on the field after two back-to-back -back three and outs. Will this defense start to get a little tired, and will Calvert capitalize? First and ten for Calvert from their own 43. Two receivers out each side. Schultz going to look to throw, but it's going to be low and dead right as that play started. Looks like a possible false start. I didn't see anybody on the line move there, Lance. I did not either. So it was on a receiver. So it'll draw back Calvert five yards, bring up first and 15 now for the Senecas as we get under seven and a half minutes left to go. First half, Calvert the seven nothing lead. Back at their own 38-yard line, two receivers out each side. Harry Schultz in the shotgun, running back to his left. He'll hand it off. That's going to be Warneman on the give. He's able to get some of those penalty yards back as he gets out to the 41. So we get now just about seven minutes left to go here. First half of action. Calmer trying to get some of those penalty yards back. It'll be second down and 12 coming up from their own 41. Overall, speaking on this game and our first game, Lance, pretty clean games of football. We haven't seen a ton of laundry on the field. Two receivers out to each side, running back to the right of Harry Schultz. Schultz will drop back, look to throw. A defensive end was wide open, but able to find Carter Wolf down the field, wide open himself. He's able to get out to about the 36-yard line, but the, the right side defensive end had a fast track to Harry Schultz. He was able to get a good hit on him, but again, Schultz able to stay in there, make the throw downfield, first down Calvert. Well, two mistakes there that end up in a Calvert first down. A missed assignment in coverage, which made the catch, and man, Schultz has just taken some shots. They, that offensive line, I don't know who missed that block on the left side, but that quarterback can't keep getting hit like that. That's two. First and send for Calvert from the Margareta, 36. They'll hand it off up the middle for Warneman, but that'll be stuffed up rather quickly. Looks like we'll get, if anything, a yard. You know what, I'm really impressed with this interior right now of Margareta. The last time I saw this backfield of Calvert, man, they were running all over Lakota. And even on tape, when they get started and get downhill is where they're dangerous. But the problem right now for this Calvert offense is the front four of Margareta is not letting those running backs get downhill. Second down and nine now for Calvert. On the Margareta 35, under six minutes left to go here first half. Calvert, the seven nothing lead on Margareta. He'll hand it off, left side run for Warneman. He's able to get to the edge, has some room to work with. He's off to the races. Touchdown, Callum Warneman with the score. Adds on to the Calvert lead. 
That was just all speed, Lance. I thought he was going to get feathered out to the far side, but that's why you run that play to the far and open side of the field. You let your track star get out in space, puts his left foot into the ground, hits that sideline, and when there's grass in front of him, man, he is only seeing the end zone stripes, and that's a big score. Scoward able to add on to their score, even though they were held to a missed field goal on that previous drive. The PAT there. It'll be up and good, makes it 14 to nothing. Calvert with the lead here. 540 left to go here, first half of action. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. You're listening to High School Football on Kolatskitz 96.7 WBVI. They're huge. They're juicy. I'm talking about the delicious hot dogs and hamburgers from Smith's Family Foods that can't be beat for grilling up some tailgating fun for our local football games. Smith Family Foods specializes in fresh cut meats, Granny Smith deli salads, frozen chicken breasts, seafood, and appetizers. You can't forget Fritz's delicious secret recipe bratwurst. Smith's Family Foods Wholesale Outlet is located at 1773 West County Road 54 by the Seneca County Fairgrounds. And Seneca Sioux says, Go Calvert Seneca's. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Bigby Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Bigby Coffee locations in Findlay, one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. 40 left to go here. First half of action. 14 nothing is your score. Calvert adds on to their lead thanks to a Callum Warnamount touchdown run of 35 yards out. Harold Brain, if you don't kick, will take a nice little bounce returnable for Margareta back at about their 26 yard line. Nice little head of steam before they run into the Seneca wall. They're able to get out to about the 37 yard line or so. And as far as Pete Seymour here with you, Classic Hits 96 7 WBBI online through WBBI. Dot com and then like kind of like you were talking about Pete Margareta's defense, you know, and made a stop here, made a stop there, and then Calvert able to find green grass ornament, gets it in the end zone, able to add on to their lead. Almost had another big stop, but the offense now has to get something on the board. They put together some drives that have stalled, that have stalled, but now down 14-0. We have five and a half left in the second quarter. Now's the time to get on the board. So do a little end around for Jordan Luzader as he's not going to get anything going as the Calvert defensive line able to limit him almost immediately. Looks like forward progress gets him a yard, but nothing after that. And Billy Klaus all over the place tonight. They're going to give him one. I didn't know if he got back to the line of scrimmage. He was able to get forward very briefly before the Calvert defensive line was able to close in. So far, this Margareta O-line's holding up against a very powerful defensive line for Calvert. Down in nine. Bowie going to look to throw as that's going to fall incomplete as he was kind of looking right between a couple of defenders but also had some pressure coming in off the edge once again in the form of Lucas Recker. Yep, Recker, big paw once again. That's two for him. He's causing some havoc up front. Under five minutes left to go. First half of action. Calvert, the 14-0 lead on Margareta. Margareta with the ball near midfield at the 41-yard line on their side of midfield, third and nine coming up for Margaret. We'll see two receivers left, one to the right, three in the gun, running back to his left. 
They'll drop back, look to throw. They go for the screen pass. That'll be hauled in. First down and some more getting away from one line of defense and then the next and finally brought down as they're able to get all the way out to the 34-yard line. And that was the perfect time for the screen as Margareta works themselves into Calvert territory. Wow, what a tough run there and a beautifully set up play, Lance. And what a hard run. That's the most inspired run we've seen today for Margareta. It'll be first and 10 now coming up here for Margareta. 4.35 left to go. First half of action. Calvert the 14-0 lead, but Margareta now into Calvert territory. So I'll do a little jet sweep near side for Keller. It's going to be brought down, looks like four or five Senecas on the stop, including Carter Cook that time for Calvert. Still a healthy gain on first down, give him three. It's, it's interesting with this Margareta offense because you sometimes have them line up wishbone. You sometimes have them in the gun spread things out. I mean, they're kind of able to do a little bit of everything. It hasn't resulted in points just yet, but always can be tricky for a defense if your offense has that many different looks. What it reminds me of too, Lance, is they kind of just lull them a little bit. Hand it off on second down and six this time for Smetzer. Another positive gain. He'll get out to about the 28-yard line gain up game four. I wouldn't doubt if we see him run it again here. Third down. If you're going to go for it on fourth, run it here. But again, they lull this defense, lull the defense. That's two run plays in a row. They might give us three in a row. And then at one point, they're going to have a big strike. And like I had mentioned, these Calvert defenders are on tippy toes right now so maybe a head fake maybe a pump fake get him a little off balance and there should be some space they're down in three for margaret in calvert territory at the 28 305 to go here first half they go up the middle with the run so right around that first down marker we'll see what kind of spot they get so i believe the far side official is signaling fourth down and it'll be a fourth and very short About a half yard. I like the play call though. So now you run your quarterback right under center here. I was I was gonna I say I, they've That's they've it. done most of their things in either the wishbone, which is like pseudo shotgun, and yeah. then they've been you know in the pistol a handful of different times as well. So we're down now to 2:20 left to go in the half. Margareta fourth and one, pretty deep in Calvert territory at the 26. See what formation they come out in here. So they're in the gun. To be Luzader in as a Wildcat quarterback. Calvert's going to get the stop. They needed one. They're not going to get it. Tried to get Calvert off balance with the Wildcat. It does not work. Another fourth down stop for the Senecas. How about Billy Klaus shooting the gaff, getting in the backfield. He wrapped up the ankle and then brought him down for another stop. Wow. Calvert defense looking good. Billy Klaus all over the place. Calvert get the offense back on to the field with 2.01 left to go. Still have all their timeouts here in the first half. And one of the things I love reminding Jimmy about, Calvert does get the ball to start the second half. Yeah, that play, Lance, just going back to it, that fourth down play, just eating up on the inside. First and 10 for Calvert from their own 27-yard line. Harry Schultz dropping back. It's plenty of time. Forces that one through, and Klaus comes up with it. 
He's going to be shoved out of bounds right around the first down marker. It could end up being pass interference because he was getting hounded that time in the secondary. Holding, illegal contact, pass interference. Made the catch anyway, but they'll probably call either one, and they'll call holding. Add on here to Calvert's yardage. Just goes to goes to show what a what an all Ohio wide receiver can do, and and I mean perfect throw that time as yeah. well from yeah. Schultz. Put it right where he needed to for Klaus to make a play on it, and right to, right to Klaus, and was able to haul it in despite uh, all the uh, extracurriculars as they actually will decline the penalty. Oh, it was good enough for a first down on the catch. That's what I was wondering. I wasn't sure exactly where they were going to spot it because the holding would have... That was probably about a half yard difference. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, horseshoes and hand grenades. Well, and after, after the Ohio State Notre Dame game last week where it was, like, go. it was like a penalty and then it's like, oh no, it was like a catch. Okay, if it's a catch and it's not a penalty, it was, that's... That happened so many times my head was spinning. Will be first and 10 now for Calvert from their own 37 yard line, 135 left to go. Bit of a low snap, but able to come in. But the Margareta defense is shooting all of the gaps and they get a big stop that time as Calvert's gonna lose, looks like about five yards on that. Yeah, it was a bad snap right off the rip, Lance, but I don't think it wouldn't have mattered. That half second, there were two people from Margareta into the backfield already. That was just a blown up play from the start. Now I'm going to make it second and 14 for Calvert. Dylan Gibson called his name a few times. 6'3", 256 on that interior. Playing the right guard. Looks like now Calvert will slow this down. Looks like they'll actually take a timeout right here as well. Right before the play clock would have resulted in a delay again. We'll see Coach Steve Reeser take the timeout. Timeout tonight brought to you by Roto Rooter. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. Away go Troubles. Down the drain, just 50 seconds remain here in the first half. Calvert, a 14-0 lead on Margareta. Second and 14 from their own 33. So do you, Pete, do you, do you call off the dogs? Do you maybe just try and see if you can hit a big run play here? Because, I mean, you already saw, granted, it was a bad snap that led to Margareta getting as much pressure as they did. But, you know, a little bit of momentum starting to creep ever so slightly under the Margareta side after that last play. And the one thing you can't have if you're Margareta is any type of score before the break. That would be an absolute backbreaker. But if you're the Margareta defense, I still think you send the house. If on the other side of things, maybe you try and force a turnover here. Be a little bit more aggressive because your defensive line is playing well. Your secondary is not playing bad. It's the offense right now that hasn't capitalized on the success that the defense has had. But again, if you're the defense for Margareta, you can't let up any type of points here before the half. Second down and 14 for Calvert. They have the ball on their own 33-yard line. Just 50 seconds remain. First half of action here in Tiffin. This might be a Carter Wolf play here, Lance. See two receivers to the left, one to the right. They'll hand it off around back. He'll cut it back left side, but he'll get tripped up that time as he was able to get a couple yards, and right before he hit daylight, was tripped up in the back. That was Kane Schmetzer. And there was daylight, man. There was daylight in front of him, but Schmetzer, the senior, got him by an ankle. And it was one of those lands where you saw him take that extra step into daylight, and it was almost like a rope. Pulled that right back foot out from under him and stopped him behind the line. Now a long third down. It's a good play. Third down and 12 for Calvert. Just 20 seconds remain, so could end up being the final play of this half, depending on 
the outcome. We'll see two receivers out each side. Calvert has it on their own 35. Schultz in the gun running back to his left. Waiting down as long as he can. Now he'll take it. He'll hand it off. Right side carry for Warnament. So we'll just stay in bounds and make sure the clock, clock keeps ticking. And that'll do it for the first half. 14 to nothing. Your score, Calvert with the lead through one half of football. Oh, pretty seamless first half. I mean, Calvert 14, Margareta nothing. And the only difference is one team's capitalized on their drives and the other hasn't. Margareta's still very much in this game. They get the stop before half. They're going to need another one coming out of halftime. But keep doing what you're doing if you're Margareta. The adjustments, I think, will be key here. Just a few little things. But overall, a pretty clean half of football. Calvert up two scores and the difference, two speedy players. So before we go to our Owen and halftime report, we're going to look around at some scores from around the area, update you on what's going on, because most of these games now are in the third quarter, because, you know, they started, you know, a whole at 7 o'clock rather than at 8 for our doubleheader. In the uh, Blanchard Valley Conference, Arlington and Macomb all knotted up 21 apiece over in Macomb. Liberty Benton, they lead Riverdale 35 to nothing in the third quarter. Pandora Gaboa up on Van Buren 27 to 7. Elmwood a 22 to 7 lead on Arcadia at the halfway point. Bostoria trailing Eastwood 21 to 8. They're at the halfway point there. Finley a 14 to 6 lead over Anthony Wayne. So certainly looks like Finley has ran into a formidable defense on the Anthony Wayne side of things. Northern 10 Athletic Conference Carey leading Mohawk by a score of 14 to nothing. Surprised that Mohawk has been able to limit Carey as much as they have so far in that one. Colonel Crawford leads Upper Sandusky 41 to 6. Seneca East a 38 to nothing lead on View Cyrus. In the Sandusky Bay, of course, we saw Columbian get a win by a score of 49 to 14 earlier on over Clyde. Here on a lead on Bellevue 10 to 6. Edison, who man, Perkins is as good as advertised as well. 42 14. Perkins with the lead on Edison. Gibsonburg a 28 to nothing lead on Lakota. And another surpriser, Hopewell leads, but it's a back and forth game. It is 32 to 26 Ooh, at one. the half. So at the half, that's at a the high half scoring first half. Willard, Willard got set back last week by Lakota. So I thought Hopewell was going to come in and dominate. And they've they have on the offensive side, not so much defensively. It looks like Willard's been able to get some offense going. That'll do it here for the first half of action. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick time. When we come back, we'll have our Owen and halftime report. And then shortly after that, back to start the second half of action here in Tiffin. Again, 14 to nothing. Your score. Calvert the lead on Margareta at the half. You're listening to High School Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. This is Jim Fruth, candidate for judge of the Tiffin Fostoria Municipal Court. Please exercise your right to vote and make your voice heard. And when you do, I would appreciate your support and your vote. Thank you, and go Senecas. Paid for by Fruth for Judge Committee, Thomas W. Zerm Treasurer, and approved by Jim Fruth, candidate for judge of the Tiffin Faustoria Municipal Court. 
from the Ohio News Network. This is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Report. This evening, we'll head down to Cincinnati and talk some Southwest Ohio High School football with Mike Dyer, who's covered high school sports in that area of the state for years. Mike joins us next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toast and mama lady-o who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Beck's Hybrids at Beck's. They are and will remain farmers at hearts. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game as we talk a little Southwest Ohio high school football this evening with Mike Dyer, who's covered high school sports for years down at WCPO. And Mike, such great high school football played in your area of the state. We've asked you about this before, but in a pro town like Cincinnati, where the Reds, Bengals, UC, heck, even MLS soccer are so big, does high school football get lost a little bit down there? Skip, it does not at all. Uh, Friday nights are reserved for high school football, and uh, it is a fabric of the community, as cliche as that may sound. But uh, no, it is, it is certainly when you go from Division One to Division Seven. Uh, Friday nights are certainly high school football through and through, and it doesn't matter whether you're in the city of Cincinnati or you get out to the suburbs or or uh, northern suburbs. Um, it is certainly uh, reserved for that tradition, and it, it speaks well for uh, you know all the teams and all the schools because uh, certainly you know these schools want to have that keep that tradition, keep that vintage uh, high school sports uh, as much as we can, and, and I think that's true here in Cincinnati. Well, let me ask you about a couple of specifics. Boy, Division One, Region 4 is wild. I mean, Milford and Princeton are 6-0, and and then, man, everybody else is 4-2 and two or 3-3. Three and three. Are they just beating up on each other? I know, for example, Elder and St. X had an absolute classic a week ago. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy time in Division One. People ask all the time, like, who's going to emerge out of Region 4? Obviously, Moeller been a state semifinalist the past two years. Uh, they have a new coach this year, but, uh, you know, uh, they've come on as of late, um, you know, after starting one and three against uh, Indiana opponents. Uh, they're on the cusp of a GCL South title tonight uh, playing at Elder at the pit. But, uh, no, Milford, a ton of credit for longtime coach Tom Grippa trying to be 10-0 and 0 for the first time in program history. Uh, last time they were 9-0 and 0 was 1957. Wow. Skip. So, uh, certainly, uh, you know, they're building a lot of things there with uh, Coach Grippa. And, you know, Princeton, um, they're 6-0 and 0 for the first time since 1993, trying to win the outright GMC title from uh, 1993 as well. So, uh, Coach Andre Parker in his third season, remember, he came over from Wenton Woods. Uh, Division Two program, but uh, he's got the Vikings rolling right now. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Whitten Woods, part of a trio with Anderson and Withrow there in Region 8. Any of those stand out as the team to beat? Skip, I'll say this, and I've been saying this to a lot of people. I think Division Two Region 8 is the most intriguing of our divisions here in Greater Cincinnati. I mean, you just have, you just mentioned it, Anderson, Withrow, Whitten Woods, Kings, remember they were state semifinals just on the cusp of making it to Canton last year, and Harrison, how about LaSalle? You can't forget that. They won no. the state title. 2019. So, uh, yeah, it is loaded. I was at the Anderson Winton Woods game last week where Anderson uh, defeated Winton Woods, snapped their 18 game regular season win streak, uh, won that by a touchdown. And lo and behold, their defense really stepped up. Uh, that being Anderson, and uh, so it's going to be a fun time when it comes to the playoffs. Well, speaking of winning streaks, I have to ask you about Wyoming and Division Four. Their regular season win streak is just unreal. It has to be a story mentioned every week, no? It really is, uh, Skip. I mean, I, I don't think they've gotten the recognition statewide that they deserve. Uh, Wyoming, they're number one, by the way, in all-time winning percentage in Ohio high school football history. Wow. It's a rich tradition. Uh, give a ton of credit to Coach Aaron Hancock. He's, he's done wonders with that program, but obviously 73 consecutive regular season victories going into tonight's game against Deer Park. Uh, that is believed to be a state record, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, they made it up to Canton last year with Division Four state runner-ups at Cleveland Glenville. At some point, do you think their non-league opponents will shy away from scheduling them, or do you think schools may want to get in line to eventually just slay the dragon, so to speak? Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, in Division Four, Region 16 down here, Taft, 
uh, was the team that played Wyoming last year in the regional final. And those two teams uh, had played in the regular season, but uh, they don't this year. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of uh, one of those things where I think, uh, you, you know, Wyoming's tradition, as somebody kind of put it to me, uh, you know, you know their toughness going into it, and you know maybe you you think uh, if you're an opponent and you've beaten some other teams that you could do the same thing, use the same strategy, run the football right up the middle. But Wyoming, you can't do that. You just have to play differently. And lo and behold, they haven't lost uh, in the regular season since October of 2015. So that puts it in perspective. Mike Dyer has covered high school sports in the Cincinnati area for years with WCPO. Mike, we always appreciate your time. Love talking high school football with you. Skip, thank you very much. And we'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football halftime report presented by Bex Hybrids next on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Selvin Vasquez-Velasquez from Aiken High School for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I love cross-country and soccer because uh, when I run, cross-country helped me to give more assistance in soccer. Both of them uh, helped me a lot. Selvin plays multiple sports and speaks multiple languages, and he uses that skill to help new students learn how to speak English. He's also busy with other activities, like Future Farmers of America. We take care of the animals, we feed them, we plant our plants, and then we, we grow it, and then uh, we, we give that food to uh, people uh, from our community. He brought his love for farming with him when he came to America from his home country. When I came from Guatemala, I hear about the opportunity and I say, uh, I'm gonna do that opportunity. This is my fourth, my fourth year uh, working on uh, agriculture. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. The annual turtle race has been canceled. Oh, you're kidding. Sadly, the beloved mime convention will not be held this year. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> is your favorite event canceled? I'm just getting word that ballerina bunnies on ice is a no-go. No! We're not. Radio. It's on. For more information about what radio can do for you, call 419-435-1430. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. 
O-N-N. Our thanks once again to Mike Dyer for talking a little Cincinnati area high school football with us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. Saturday morning, the doorbell rings, and like many Americans, I answer it. I open the door, and there's this guy dressed in a banana suit holding a flute. Why me? I say to myself, why do these people always pick me? Then the guy hands me his card, A1 Banana Control. He says, you've got a banana problem, and I'm the answer. And I'm thinking, hey, pal, I'm the answer. You're the problem when a real live banana drops out of the light fixture and lands on its feet. Four little feet and hightails it right out the door. They sense my presence, this guy says to me. Then he goes piping around the living room, scaring bananas literally out of every corner, opens up the piano, tra-la-la's it right up the stairs. The next thing I know, the banana man is being escorted down the stairs on the backs of hundreds of bananas. As they stampede by, he flips me the bill and yells back, remember, A1, we are bananas. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Taking a quick look at sports, baseball is rocked by scandal as three All-Stars have tested positive for a new designer steroid that was previously undetectable. Rather than face suspension, all three plan to announce their retirements. No names have been officially released, but sources say they are outfielder Jeff. Please deposit 25 cents for the next three minutes. Radio, you shouldn't have to pay for it. This message brought to you by America's 13,000 local radio stations who believe some things were just meant to be free. 
Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Fostoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Welcome back on here to Tiffin, your site for tonight's action here at Frost Cow now Stadium. Calvert taking on Margareta, about ready to start the second half in a few minutes here. 14-0 your score, Calvert the lead over Margareta. Lance Moore, Speed Seymour here with you, Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI, online through WBBI.com. And thank you to Don Cook. We have some stats, so Pete, why don't you go ahead. Uh, what's the what's the tail of the tape so far? Uh, let's take a look at the skinny so far. 14-0 reads the scoreboard in favor of Calvert, but how about time of possession, 13.42 to 8.27 in favor of Margareta. What that means is Lance has held the ball a long time. They've gathered some yards, just unable to punch it into the end zone. But first down's in favor of Calvert, 8-5. On the ground, 14 rushes, 104 yards. But here's that balance we were talking about. Seven completions through the air for 109 yards passing. Seven for nine was Schultz in that first half. No no interceptions, no touchdowns for either quarterback. Only one penalty for five yards in that first half. Three for five on third down conversions for Calvert. Two for seven for Margareta. And the Margareta converting one of those fourth downs as well to keep a drive going. But so far, the defense from Calvert has standed up when they need it. And... Margaretta's offense has been good. Their their defense has been good. Their offense has been okay. They just got to punch the ball in the end zone. And now, of course, one of the big things to keep watch of, and it's one of the things you talked about in the first half as well, but just the 
overall conditioning for really both teams. I mean, you talk about Calvert having not played a game. Is that conditioning still going to be there? Because, I mean, you, you talked about that Lakota game a couple weeks ago. They were just were run down by the end of the game on the Lakota side, and Calvert was able to, you know, put the finishing touches on it from there, and you can see if they can possibly look to do the same thing because they do get the ball here to start the half. Well, the tough thing, Lance, is I talked to you at halftime and said, well, they're not doing bad against the two-headed monster of Rombach and Warneman. Well, looking at the stats, Rombach still 7 for 55 in a score, and Warneman 6 for 49 in a score. A lot of those coming off some chunk plays, though. I was going to say, you said Jake Rombach has 55 yards. He had almost all of them on the one carry. Yep. So that tells you that for the most part, Margaretta's D has done pretty good on that. And Harry Schultz, if this isn't a Harry Schultz game, 7-9, and nine, no touchdowns, 109 yards, that's what he does. I think Margarita is going to need to force at least one turnover in the second half, though. But credit where it's due, very clean game of first ball, football in the first half. Not a lot of penalties, no turnovers. I mean, I mean we saw a turn after a turnover in that first game on the, on the yeah. Clyde side. Yeah. But I think uh, one thing, and it'll be a minute, you know, naturally before we get to Margaretta's offense again, I would like them to see. Them, I would like to see them get the ball to Julian Washington more. He, we ha they got to catch early on, but I think aside from that, they haven't really been found ways to get him the ball. No, you're 100 percent right. And the difference is, Calvert's getting their playmakers the ball. That's literally the only difference. Right now. Onside kick attempt for Margaretta. Looks like they got it to start this one off. So a little bit of trickery on the Margareta side as they'll actually themselves start with the ball rather than Calvert here to start the second half. I love that. And it looked like that. I, did, I didn't know Sean Payton left the Broncos and <laughs> came back to Margareta. That's that's interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame him after what happened to him last week, but. Very good. Very valid point. Well, they kicked that straight into an up back. That was straight into an up back off the arm of a Calvert player, and what a way to start the second half. Now we'll see Margaretta on the side to start this half of offense in half number two. They trail Calvert 14 to nothing, but they'll start with the ball after going for an onside kick to start the second half. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. So we're going to drop back, looking to throw that one deep, and that one is going to be hauled in on the far side. I guess Coach Quizno heard me on that as well as he was able to find Julian Washington down the far side of the field. Well, when you have someone who stands at 6'4", almost 160 pounds, he's only a sophomore, and he can win those one-on-one -on -one battles down the sideline, and he did just that. Well, able to get up in between the corner and the safety. You had the safety coming downhill that way. Took a lick at the end of the play, but... Picture a perfect start for the Polar Bears. That'll be first and 10 from the 18-yard line for Margareta. Two receivers right, one to the left once again. Split back look this time. He handed to Smetzer. He'll cut it back inside. Still moving now. He'll be brought down. He's able to get a nice chunk of yards. It looks like he'll get about six. And look at how that opened that right up. Calvert defense can't pin their hair back right now and go at the ball carrier. Now they're a little uneasy. You open up those sidelines, and now the middle is going to work for that running game. We'll see what they do here. Second and manageable, but I wouldn't mind with the distance taking a shot into the end zone. You have a look at it here. Second on and four coming up for Margarita. We'll see two 
receivers to the right, one on the left split. Gonna look once again, they'll actually flip each of the running backs as well in the backfield. They'll hand it to Smetzer once again. Little counter play, he's able to get some yardage, not a whole lot doing that time as he's able to gain a few yards and actually they're gonna say he got a first down so he must have been able to get some forward progress before he was dropped back. Schmetzer gets really skinny in those holes, Lance. He's running off left tackle that time. He just really ducked his head in and took one little move and was able to get a nice gain on the play, but he gets so small right at the line of scrimmage, almost gets lost behind some of those big bodies and pops up a few yards later, this time for a first down. First and goal now for Mark Arena. They have the ball on the Calvert eight-yard line. We'll have same formation, two receivers right, one on the left, another split gun look. Again, they'll hand it to Smetzer. Left side dive as he's going to be driven back. Forward progress, though, looks like he'll still gain him a few yards. That was Carter Cook, number 56, leading the way. The linebacker stands at six foot, 175 pounds, and he put his big green helmet right in the way of the running back, and that's a great job right up the middle. Second and goal from the seven now for Margarita. They'll flip the formation of two receivers left, one to the run on the wide side in Luzader. Send him in in motion. They'll fake the jet sweep, hand it to Smetzer up the gut. He's got a good chunk of yards. Is he in? He's just shy down at the one. Wow, that's close. Another well-designed play, though. You got the defense from moving right to left just a little bit then hand it off right up the gut. Third and goal coming up from the one for Margareta. 9-10 left to go here, third quarter. Calvert the 14-0 lead, but Margareta looking for their first points of the game in this one. Must have it here. Two receivers right, one to the left. They'll just go under center for the snap. And are they in? Just shy once again. So now you gotta, now it's kind of put up for shut up time because it's gonna bring up now a fourth and goal from about the one. Oh, what a stand by that interior of Calvert. It can't be more than a Snickers bar, Lance. You got a Snickers bar? <laughs> That's a shame. We could go measure if I did. Wow. That's just a heck of a job by the defensive interior. Can they do it one more time? Fourth and goal from the one. They hand it to Smetzer. He's in for the Margareta touchdown with 8.15. We'll have to go here third quarter. What an answer. That's a big one for Margareta. Massive score. Finally able to cap one off. Another good drive. And what an offensive look. That was almost a seamless drive. Easily their best of the day, but it all started with that big pass play. And wow. Just a nice job. They're going to cut the lead in half if this PAT goes through. That's one of the interesting things they do is uh, Bodie is their kicker. They give him a different uh, different cleat to uh, kick the uh, kick the PATs and the kickoffs. As that kick will be up and will be good. Makes it 14-7. to Calvert with the lead. But Margaret gets their first points of the game on the board. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout as well. You're listening to High School Football in Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. 
Summer sell-down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first-year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172-point inspection and seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. They're huge. They're juicy. I'm talking about the delicious hot dogs and hamburgers from Smith's Family Foods that can't be beat for grilling up some tailgating fun for our local football games. Smith Family Foods specializes in fresh cut meats, Granny Smith deli salads, frozen chicken breasts, seafood, and appetizers. You can't forget Fritz's delicious secret recipe bratwurst. Smith's Family Foods Wholesale Outlet is located at 1773 West County Road 54 by the Seneca County Fairgrounds. And Seneca Sioux says, go Calvert Seneca's. 8-15 left to go here, third quarter, 14-7 is your score. Calvert with a lead with Margareta, able to get their first touchdown of the game on the board thanks to a Smetzer TD run, as it'll be a Karen Florian Fenorm kick. It will be returnable for Calvert, but they'll be very deep on the return, and a bit of a late tackle that time after the forward progress was stopped, but we'll see Calvert get their offense back onto the field now for the first time here actually in the second half, thanks to Margareta going for the onside kick and getting it, and see if they're able to kind of use that to their advantage. They already got the touchdown, but if they are able to get a stop, I mean, the momentum would definitely be swinging a, a lot more towards Margareta. Absolutely. Now is time for the defense to do what they did for a lot of that most most of that first half, Lance, and that was stopped its Calvert offense. Now they have points on the board. Let's see how they play when they have some momentum behind them, because if they get this ball back to their offense, again, huge momentum swing. First and 10 for Calvert from their own 21. Harry Schultz going to roll to his left. Going to look to throw. That's going to be incomplete. Had his man on the near sideline. and Looking a little hard to get up. I think that's John Schumacher. And yes, it is. He's able to get up after getting up slowly. But he'll, uh, of course, be out for at least a play while he is able to... Uh, Catch his breath, if nothing else. Yeah, Schumacher averages just about 36 receiving yards per game. Haven't called his name too much today, but definitely another dangerous threat that can get on the perimeter for Calvert. Second down and 10 now for the Senecas. Two receivers left, one out to the right. Two backs in there with Schultz. He'll hand it off. Not much doing that time for Warneman. He'll be able to get, it looks like, just a yard or so. A reminder tonight's second half is brought to you by Smith Family Foods, your total service food partner, located at 1773 West County Road 54 in Tiffin. Call 419-447-5382. Your food service needs. It's now third and nine from your own 23 now for Calvert. And that was big Dylan Gibson once again on the tackle. We've mentioned his name a few times, and he might not get his whole body on some people, Lance, but one of those big arms when you stand at 6'3", 256, might get the job done one of these smaller running backs. Third and eight now for Calvert. Schultz drops back, almost hit as he throw. That's going to be intercepted. Staying on his feet is Judah Keller. He walks into the end zone. Pick six, Margareta. PAT away from tying it up. Wow. What a turn of events, Lance. And there was a ton of pressure coming on Schultz. And that ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage. I'm going to get you a number, but that ball got tipped at the line. It was under underthrown. And Wow, what a turn of events here. 
As Keller was the one that got the pick six, but you're referring to whoever was able to tip that up to where he had the opportunity to get the pick six. Yeah, it wasn't underthrown. I want to say that was number, is that 56, Robbie Cox in there? It's either 56 or 55. One took it to the house, but man, playing on the right side of that line, plenty of pressure and a game-changing play. PAT up, and it is good. Just like that, we're all tied up 14 to 14, 7 11. Left to go here in this third quarter. Lance Morris, Pete Seymour here with you. Classic, it's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. And, I mean, you, if nothing else, Pete, this is, this is the first time in a while Calvert's going to be up against it now because, you know, week one, back and forth game against Mohawk. Week two, they win in overtime against Monroeville. Ten-point win week three against Norwalk St. Paul. A little more comfortable, but Norwalk St. Paul is always a good team regardless of what the record says. Then since then, they had the big win against Lakota, fairly big win last week against Gibsonburg. It did get a little hairy in the second half of that one, too, but if nothing else, it was just Gibsonburg, you know, staying in that one more so than Calvert letting them stay in. But right now, Margareta, they're, they're all gas, no break so far. You know, I said in the first half they were going to have to make every Schultz throw the ball, and he's, I don't want to call him a game manager, but he does enough to win the games. We saw his completion percentage in the first half, but that is his only third interception of the season, and that is huge. Something he doesn't do is turn the ball over, and we talked about it in the halftime break. There was going to need to be a turnover from this Margareta defense to get him an extra possession, and wow, they did just that. The Herald for if you don't kick will be... Slightly returnable, will hit off of one of the front line guys for Calvert before it is returned, and they'll get it on to about the 30-yard line. That's where we'll see the Calvert offense get right back onto the field. 7.05 left to go, all tied up. 14 apiece now between Calvert and Margareta. Here's the thing, Lance. If you're Calvert, I don't think you change your offense at all. It's still a 0-0 ball game. Do what was working in the first half. It should be open. Get the balls to your playmakers and sustain a long drive here. First and 10 for Calvert. I'll have the ball their own 30-yard line. Two receivers left. One of the right couple backs back there with Harry Schultz. He'll take the snap. Pitch play left side. That'll be Romback. He'll cut it back inside. It's a little bit of room to work with before he finds the second line of defense for Margareta. He'll be stopped at about the 33-yard line for a gain of three. Aluzeta, we've been calling his name a team captain for this Margareta Polar Bear defense coming up and sticking his nose in there. To keep it from being a six or seven yard gain, those short gains are going to make the world to this team coming down the stretch. A nice job there, plugging up that hole and taking down the runner. 6.35 remaining third quarter, all tied up 14 to 14. Calvert and Margareta Calvert back in possession of the football. Be second down and seven from their own 33. Two receivers left, one out to the right. Schultz going to hand it off this time. Another right side give for Warnament. He's able to get some yardage, but We'll make up a third and about medium coming up here. So that'll be third and six here for Calvert with six minutes left to go in the third quarter. Ball will be on their own 34. Well, you think they would go to the air here. But also the wide side of the field is to the far side. They'll split the receivers there. Yeah, wouldn't doubt it. Trips out to the right side, one receiver on the left. Go 
Time to throw. Schultz has a man. It's hauled in. John Schumacher off to the races. Touchdown. Tiffin Calvert says that'll add on and give them back the lead. We were waiting for Schultz to have some time to rear back and fire. Did just that. 66-yard strike, an absolute dime. And the most impressive thing about that, Lance, was that little shoulder fake. It was just a tiny shoulder fake from the southpaw. Drew that cornerback in, allowed his receiver to have enough time to get past the safety. He threw a dot down there, did the lefty. That's a monstrous score. So it allows Calvert to retake the lead, leading now 20-14, to 14, pending the PAT. That's a big-time throw. back for the PAT. Kick is up and it is good. Makes it 21 to 14. Calvert retakes the lead here on the 66 yard touchdown as we saw Harry Schultz find John Schumacher for the big pass. We'll keep it here. Classic it's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com and, and you can say this about you know a lot of smaller schools but the Calvert players you have a lot of guys that are two three sports some guys I think even play four but you have a guy in Harry Schultz obviously he's a starting quarterback for the football team starts on the basketball team averages about nine points a game he's not the leader on the team in terms of scoring but always one of the guys you can count on to make the right play as we saw right there on the baseball field you know they just made it to the state final four the last two years He's been a starter the last couple years. Actually had their lone RBI in that state Final Four game on the baseball field. So when when push comes to shove, Harry Schultz is a guy that usually gets done. He's making the play when it matters. And that was, like I said, that was a big-time throw. There was pressure bearing down on him in the pocket. Lefty just took the one step up, and, man, an absolute laser. Absolute laser. That's a heck of a throw. That should roll out of bounds. Oh, wow. That's going to take <laughs> quite the roll. Margareta has to get on top of that or let it go out of bounds. I think it went out in the end zone. Yeah, it, it just barely zone. went out in the end zone. If that had stayed out for just a few moments longer, Calvert walks in the end zone The best because way, of how that bounced. The best way I can describe this is a left-handed hitter at the plate. It's a number off the end of the bat. It starts rolling all the way down the third baseline. And just finds English, a way to stay down that maybe line. Maybe hits that little Sometimes, it'll, Sometimes it'll hit the bag. Yep. And that was it. That thing curved right in front of that front pylon. Oh, my gosh. That was almost disaster. That or, was headed or straight almost to the celebration side. Or almost celebration if you're Calverts. I didn't think that had a chance of staying in bounds. That was a laser to the left side of the field. Be first and 10 now for Margareta. They'll have it on their own 20 after the touchback. They'll find Bodie on the near side. Little quick hitter. He'll be forced out of bounds after a gain of four. Yeah, nice job by Bodie that time just to turn it up the field. Even with the one bomb arm, Lance is able to, you know, take a nice step and get a positive gain on first down. But give credit where it's due to the receivers out there blocking. Both teams have receivers blocking down the field today. I will correct you. Keller's the one with the bum arm, but he also has the pick six. Yes. So yes. he was able to catch it even if one of the hands is a little bump. Yes. So that'll be second down and six for Margareta. We'll see two receivers left, one to the right, another split gun look for Jake Bowie in the shotgun. Sophomore will hand it off this time as Ooh. another one for Smetzer. Right side give that time. A nice stop, another play by John Schumacher. Yep. 
That'll bring up third and about three. So it was still a decent game on the Margareta side. They'll be out to the 24 with 4.30 left to go in this third quarter. And this is where we'll see what this Margareta offense is really made of, Lance. You get one put on, you tie it up 14 apiece after a really good start to this second half. Now you're faced with a third and three. Right now, if I'm coach, you're drawing your best play up to get those three yards. You don't want to give that possession back right after a score. Just five on the play clock. Margareta's going to have to hurry this one up, and they'll do just that. Bowie going to roll to his left, look to throw. That's going to fall incomplete. Just short on that one a little bit on the far side. That'll bring up now a fourth down, and you're too deep in your territory. You're going to have to punt this away. You have to, and your receiver had a step on. Well, Brandon Staley, then anything's possible. The tough part about that is asking your quarterback to roll out to that side and then throw out to that side because that's across his body, and he just didn't get enough on it. His a step on his man, it was just at the turf, man, a few more inches up, and that's completion in a first down. Woody will go back to punt this one away for Margareta. Bit of a low snap, is still able to get the punt off. So that'll be out of bounds before even going into play. I was going to say, did, was there almost a roughing the punter? Or what, yeah, what, did, you, what just, did you see back there? Just a little extra curricular back there. Two guys just getting tied up. He was ran into, didn't really fall, and then both fell to the ground, got a little tied up, and enough is enough, and we'll play on. Interesting. Post Malone was here, too. There's a lot of celebrities here, Pete. <laughs> Coming out for the doubleheader. What else, what uh, else to do on a That is very true. 4.03 remaining in this third quarter. 21-14 the score. Calvert the lead on Margarita. They have the football back just barely on their side of midfield at the 44. Three receivers right, one out to the left. Schultz in the gun. They'll hand it off on the near side. That'll be Warnament. It's going to get a little bit of a sliver. Not too much doing after the initial run that time, even though he is going to look like get about 11. Should be enough for a first down. Just didn't look as much just because they ran to the short side of the field. Exactly. Looks like they're going to say he was out just shy of a first down, oh, so called a gain of nine. I was with you there. That was a deceiving run. I thought he had plenty enough for that first down on that near sideline. Second down and one. A little uh, substitution. Might yeah. actually result in a timeout being taken. I think that's exactly what we're going to have. Because I don't see anyone down for injury. They're not out measuring. Unless the chain just has to get lined up properly. I mean, we, right. we saw the chains be an issue in the first game for a little bit. Now we're ready to resume. Second down and one. Schultz driving back, looking for it all once again. Incomplete. Just in and out of the hands of Schumacher that time as he was about to have a second touchdown where he was just able to walk into the end zone. But if anything, just the tiniest little bit of overthrow that time, if anything. And he absolutely toasted Aiden Miller there. He stands at six foot, 145 pound quarterback, and Schumacher right off the rip that first step. He had plenty of room, and oh, one he'd like to have back just off his fingertips. That's a tough one, Lance. That's a good ball, though. But a good shot for a second down in one play, because now you have third and one coming love up. Love the play call, and you're probably going to go for it either way here. Third and one now for Calvert. Three receivers to the right. It'll be a keeper for Schultz. He's going to get hit pretty quickly. I don't think he's going to get it. Looks like he's going to be marked short for a no gain. That'll bring up fourth and one with 3 of 10 left to go in the third. And that was Schmetzer in the backfield. The senior 
making his presence known. Wow, what a play. Read that snap count well and shot right up the A-gap. So now where do you look to go? Fourth and one, you are in Margareta territory. Under three minutes now to go. You just had the quarterback run get stuffed. Where do you look to go? So they'll bring things inside this time. They'll hand it off. Right side, run back. Looks like he has enough for the first down. Needed one, ended up getting two. Was that Bodie who almost had him, Lance? That was almost stopped in the backfield for a loss. Oh, man. So we first and 10 coming up for Calvert. 2.33 left to go here, third quarter. Calvert leading 21 to 14. Reminder tonight's second half brought to you by Smith Family Foods, your total service food partner. Call 419-447-5382 for you food service needs. Two receivers out each side. Be a quarterback keeper by design for Harry Schultz, but again, not too much doing. He'll only get a yard. Props to this polar bear defense in the second half, Lance. They've really bodied up on that interior. If the polar, if they're going to get beat today, it's going to be on the outsides because, man, they're going toe to toe with this offensive line. Bring up second down and nine. We're under two minutes now to go in the third quarter. Seven-point advantage for Calvert, 21-14 over Margareta. Have the ball in Margareta territory at about the 44. Three receivers left, one to the right. Schultz dropping back, looking to throw. Finds Warneman on the screen, has some daylight. First down a little more. Brought down by Luzader and company that time after picking up about 14, plenty for another Calvert first down. And that was number 57, Cameron Bagnett. 6-4-2-60, got out in front of his runner and absolutely buried a linebacker for the Polar Bears. Did you see a flag back there? I don't know how late of a flag that was. Very late of a flag. But they are calling it against Margareta, so they are giving Calvert some additional yardage. It'll be a personal foul against Margareta. Must have been, must have been a later hit on Schultz, if anything just based on where that flag was thrown. Absolutely, and how late it was thrown. When we talk about tough things, I mean, how many times has there been some of these later, I mean, I think that's the first one that's been called on a late hit on Schultz, but, I mean, he, he stepped into some contact a handful of times. Absolutely, yes. Does not shy away from it. First and 10 from the Margareta 17 after the penalty. They'll hand it off. That's a round back near side, and he can he? No, cannot quite get in there in the end zone. He'll get stopped at about the two, but that'll be enough for a first and goal coming up. Well, how about that little stutter step and tiptoeing that sideline, Lance? He thought he was going to go out of bounds, kind of ducked behind his defender, got about a yard or two more, and then ducked out. That's a nice play. just a heads-up play, an experienced runner. He's up second down, first and goal, rather, from the two. Receiver out to each side. Wolf will line up as a tight end on the right side. Schultz in the gun. Couple backs in there with him. He'll hand it off. Left side. Warnament in there for the Calvert touchdown with 54 seconds to go in the third quarter. Power football there. This big O line bows up and gets their running back into the end zone. They did what they had to do when they needed to do it. Talk on another six for Calvert.
get set for another PAT on the Calvert side as they extend their lead once again. Kick is up. And that Missed is right. off to the right just a little bit. So the score will remain 27 to 14. And we'll add on here to the Calvert lead. Just again, 54 seconds remain, third quarter. Lance Moore's Pete Seymour here with you, Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI, online through WBBI.com. I gave Harry Schultz his flowers earlier on. Cal Ornament has done a lot, but I'm going to talk about Jacob Rombach just for the lead-up he had to that play that allowed Ornament to get that score. I talked about how Harry Schultz is a three-fourth star. You can say the same thing about Jacob Rombach. Obviously, you've seen what he's done on the football field. Just like Harry Part of the basketball team. He's a starter as well. Averages about eight and five or so a game. Solid contributor for them at, at uh, as one of their forwards. But he's also a two-time track athlete Can't tell, for can Jacob Rombach. Yeah, I know. It's you would never know. You would have no idea. But I mean, you just have a handful of these multi-sport guys for Calvert, and they again just seem to always make those big plays when they need to. Let me guess. Four by one hundred. Actually, high and long jump. Really? Okay. Okay. I believe it's been high jump both of the last years and then added long jump in uh, a state capacity this year. So we see basically the same style of kick. It's returnable for Margareta, but all the way back at the 5 for Washington, he's going to get stopped at about the 10. As that's another nice open field tackle, trying to see who in fact made that stop on the Calvert side. And... Margareta has to figure that kick return out because... I believe that was Logan DeMoss on the stop that time for Calvert. And up back actually touched that. And then it rolled back inside the five-yard line. And once again, terrible field position. This will be just outside the 10 -0. Give him the 13-yard line for starting field position here. Also, it's funny that you say four-by-one. The four-by-two team has won state titles each of the last two years on the oh, girls' side. Close. So you weren't, you weren't off by too much. Close. I believe they had a four-by-one team there. I can't remember if they won state. I can't remember every big Calvert fact. But it's going to be first and ten for Margareta. That's going to be a big run to start this one off. Going to see a flag come in as well, as that was a nice run by Judah Keller that time. But that flag is in the area of holding. Yeah, Keller, a nice run off the right side here. But yeah, I think it was one of his wide receivers that got pinned up on a cornerback, and that'll be coming back. There's a block in the back. It'll drop them back quite a bit. So back now at the eight yard line after that miscue. So now after the penalty, it'll be first down. They'll be back now, first and 15 after the penalty, back at their own eight-yard line for Margareta, down to just 30 seconds remaining in the third. Two receivers left, a couple guys in the backfield as they'll send Keller in motion. They'll give it to Keller, another jet sweep as they just flip the formation. He's able to get a yard or two, but not much doing that time. Oh, the, play, the timing on that play wasn't perfect there, Lance, and I think Margareta might be content here to let this third quarter run out, but what a tale of 
two halves of the third quarter, Lance. My goodness, 27 to 14, but Margareta came out storming in this third quarter, and Hawks hit zero here. So with that, we'll go ahead and set aside for a quick timeout. Come back, get your fours up as we'll start the fourth quarter. 27 to 14, your score. Calvert the lead over Margareta. You're listening to high school football in Classic at 96.7 WBBI. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. here to start the fourth quarter of action here from Frost County now Stadium in Tiffin. Lance Morse alongside Pete Seymour for today's matchup. Game two of our doubleheader, Calvert taking on Margareta. They lead 27 to 14. So we're just about ready to start the fourth quarter. It'll be second and 13 from Margareta as they're backed up to their nine yard line. Two receivers to the right. But we're going to look to throw. He's going to try and avoid the pressure. He's not. He's going to be dropped for a... They're not calling it a safety? He brought him down on the bottom part of the first F in Tiffin in the end zone. How... Let's, let's look at the replay. He's brought all the way back in there by Moyer Cameron in the Moyer, end zone. Six foot four, three oh two. And he's sitting on the ground back there, like, in the end zone. What more do I need to do? That spot at the inch line. We do have, uh, looks like Moyer is the yeah, one down Moyer. there in, in, on, uh, in an injury. Looks like he's just cramping up down there. But Oh, my goodness. With a head of steam, he went barreling downhill. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll give some of, uh, some of the scores since, you know, it's 9.43, so most of the game's have wrapped up or are close to wrapping up. Of course, still stay tuned in for our scoreboard show, the NWO scoreboard show from the Fricker Studios. Once we are wrapped up here, but it was close for a while. Macomb powers away. They beat Arlington by a score of 49 to 21. Finley falls tonight to Anthony Wayne, 18 to 14, just their second loss of the year. Carey took a little while for them to get going, but they beat Mohawk 28 to 13. And uh, the biggest, uh, not the biggest surprise, but just, I guess, the most eye-popping score, Hopewell allowed in 72, <laughs> Willard 33. Wow. That was pretty, I think Hopewell was only up by, like, seven or eight at the half. It was but, eight, eight at the half, I want to say. But 72, so that's what happens when Hopewell essentially tries for a full game. They put up 72. 72 points. Do still have uh, Cam Moyer down, one of the sophomore two-way linemen for this Calvert team. And 
you know, it's obviously not as hot as it was when the sun was up, but I mean, still hasn't completely cooled off as our, our temperatures are saying 63 degrees, but we'll have to wait and see exactly what, uh, what becomes of the injury out there. Yeah, it looks like he's just getting stretched out out there. Hopefully it's just cramping, Lance. But yeah, unchar uncharacteristically warm weather so far, and usually it drops down at night. It really hasn't. Some so. nights it has, but other nights, it took good us luck. Till, I think week five to finally feel like football weather when I left the game. Week one, it felt like football weather, which was weird. It cooled off a little in week one. And there was it week two or week three that was like ninety. I think it was week three. I think it was week three. Yeah, he's looking all right. Yeah, Cam Moyer is able to uh, walk with a little assistance over to the sideline. And I mean, talked about a handful of these guys that are multi-sport stars, but both Cam and Connor as freshmen were big parts of the Calvert baseball team that uh, made that Final Four run. And Lucas Recker helping him off the field. Hopefully, like I said, it's just a cramp. He's under his own power, just taking a little bit gingerly. Well, here we go, Lance, third and 21. Third and 21 for Margareta because somehow it was not a safety on that last play. We'll take the snap from the end zone once we go. Bowie looking to heave that one deep and that's going to be incomplete and the flag will come in. That's two straight plays that are called very much against Calvert. And it left, if nothing else, it looks like they got tied up. It didn't look like there was anything malicious on either side. It looks like they just got tangled up and there was nothing they could do. But we're going to see a flag. And I feel like they both kind of agreed on that on the field. They did. There was, they absolutely did. Nothing wrong on either side. I think feet just got tangled up. Everything was incidental. And that's going to keep. And I know, wow. I, know the, I, know in, I know at the high school level, theoretically, no pass is unable to be caught. You can't say that at the high school level. It's not a rule like it is in college and pro. Even if they don't get tangled up, he wasn't catching that ball. No, no, there's not a chance. But that was that ball was probably 15 yards overthrown strictly because they both got tied up. I don't know where that, in proportion, where that ball would have been if, you know, those feet didn't get tied up. But it was way overthrown. And now they'll bring the ball out and we'll do it again. Should be third. So I don't think it's, is it not a first down because of that? Should be third and eight. So it will be third down and eight now for Margareta. So it wasn't enough for the full first down. Will be caught on the far side. Nice grab by Washington, but another big hit. Schumacher on the far side as he's ma certainly made his name uh, be heard on both sides of the ball as that'll bring up a fourth down. Yeah, there was some room to run out there, but Schumacher quickly closed that gap and made the tackle in open space. I'll bring up maybe fourth and one, one and a half. And here comes the punt team late, but here they come. Even this is out of Brandon Staley range. Not by too far, though. Not by too, oh, I know, not by too much. Not by much at all. Skage Bodie will go back to punt this one away. Jameson Godfrey back to return for Calvert. That's a good one. As he'll just end up letting that one bounce. He briefly thought about trying to bring that one in, but just lets it take a 
Margareta bounce. It goes all the way down to the 29-yard line. That's where we'll see the Calvert offense get back on the field. Calvert leading 27-14. I'll take over with 10.41 left to go. And on this drive here, Lance Calvert just needs to milk a little bit of clock, which they're good at. But I see first and second downs that they're going to keep the ball on the ground. Maybe if they need to pick up a tough third, go out and air it out. But give it to your backs. Give it to Warnament. Let him see what he can do here. Let the closers close it out for you. So it'll be first and 10 from the 30 for Calvert. Two receivers out to each side. Harry Schultz in the shotgun. We'll hand this one off right up the middle, but laying down the boomstick will be Judah Keller that time. He was the first on the scene for the loss. Oh, how about Keller there coming up from a defensive back position, shooting the outside gap, got around the tackle and made the play in the backfield. That's a half-yard loss. Oof. So that'll be second down and 11 for the Senecas. 10-15 left to go here, fourth corner. Now they're back at their own 29-yard line is Calvert, they have the 13 point lead. So spread things out once again, two receivers out to each side. Schultz on the shotgun, running back to his left side. He'll take a snap, he'll look to throw. Quick hitter was looking for Wolf, it'll come up incomplete as he's upset with himself after not being able to haul that one in, brings up now a third and long. Another maybe missed assignment there because Keller went unblocked with both of his hands up off that left side. Schultz had to get rid of it quick, and now it's third and 11, and virtually you didn't run any time off the clock. Reminders tonight, second half brought to you by Smith Family Foods, your total service food partner, located at 1773 West County Road 54 in Tiffin. Call 419-447-5382 for your fruit service needs. Trips to the left side. Harry Schultz dropping back, screenplay. He'll get that one off. Hauled in, down the sideline, and finally shoved out of bounds will be Jacob Rombach right around midfield, as I think some people were maybe seeing a slightly late hit, but that's nonetheless going to be a big play for Calvert in the first down. Yeah, they're going to get Luzader there. That's a tough one if they do. So we'll have a personal foul for a late hit on Luzader. That's tough. The way these running backs tiptoe that sideline, Lance, he could have easily made one juke move, kept busting right down that sideline if Luzader didn't smack him out of bounds. I'm not a fan of that call. So now it'll be first and 10 for Calvert. They'll get into Margareta territory after the penalty. That's the 41-yard line. We'll see three receivers out to the left side, the wide side, just Klaus on the right side. Schultz. Hands it off, Rom back on the give. Trying to cut it back inside. He'll be brought down as he gets just past the 35-yard line for a gain of about seven. Landon Ware that time, only a freshman. 5'11", 210 pounds, comes up and makes the tackle. But again, now Calvert's starting to get into that second level of this Polar Bear team. Trying to wear those linebackers down, trying to wear those cornerbacks down. We'll see if Schultz... Takes a shot here at some point, maybe looking for a dagger. So get out in a three now for Calvert. Two receivers out each side. Schultz hands it off. Not much doing that time on the handoff as it was Godfrey in the backfield that time. He's able to get a yard or so, but that'll still bring up a third and short. Once again, way around the tackle. Again, the freshman, 5'11", 206, making the play. 
be third down and two from the 34-yard line for Calvert in Margareta territory. They lead 27 to 14, 845 left to go here in this one. That's your score on the Roper Corporation scoreboard, celebrating over 60 years as lean manufacturer in the commercial flooring industry. We'll see three receivers out to the left side. One receiver is Klaus on the right side on the near side of the field. Schultz in the shotgun. Rombach's in there on his left. He'll hand it to Rombach. He'll go forward. I don't think he's going to quite have a first down. As looks like he'll gain about a yard and a half and bring him now a fourth and one. Yeah, Kellen Moore that time, the 5'9 senior, 240 pounds. Not a ton of height on this defensive line for the Polar Bears, but they get those shoulder pads low, and sometimes when you're mismatched on the offensive and defensive line, if you can get lower than the other guy, you can make some problems happen. So far, he's done that today on the inside. So it'll be a fourth and about two now for Calvert. Ball on the Margareta, 33. Still flip the formation a little bit. Klaus now on the left side. Open Schumacher on the right side for Calvert with two backs in there with Schultz. Schultz hands it around back, left side. He'll try and get to the edge. He won't be able to. He's going to be stopped on fourth down. A big fourth down stop for Bodie and company for Margareta with 7.36 left to go. Oh, Bodie came up with a purpose. The senior not going to let him get to that first down marker. He came up, made him shoulder pad to shoulder pad, a high tackle, and drove him backwards. Wow. That's a powerful hit and a really nice play. See the Margaret offense get back on to the field. 7.36 left to go. 27-14 your score. Margaret has made a game of this one by getting a couple touchdowns early goings of this third quarter thanks to a Smetzer TD rather than a Keller pick six. First and 10 for Margaret back at their own 33-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right. Split gun look. We're going to roll to his left look to throw as Washington, yeah, he did haul that one in on the near sideline. The 6'4 receiver, impressive when they are able to get the ball in his direction as he reels in for a catch of about five. Yeah, Xavier Komet on the coverage. He only stands at 5'10". There was a mismatch there on this side. One of the linebackers slid over to help cover him. It went right over that linebacker and into the hands of Washington who made the catch. He's a good player. I was going to say, in terms of size, Klaus is really the only one that can match up man-to-man, -man, but Klaus is typically one of the safeties out there, so that leads to potential mismatches wherever Washington goes. Plenty of room to grow on that sophomore frame. Bowie going to now roll to his right, look to heave it once again, as intercepted. Billy Klaus takes that one away. I almost thought Washington came down with it for a moment, but... That's why you have Billy Klaus out there as a safety. He reels that one in for an interception. Yep, you can almost smell that one coming. They were going to look for Washington. They were going to look deep, but Billy Klaus just dropped back and read that like a center fielder. Ball was maybe a little bit underthrown, but safety helped the difference that time. That's a big interception. Now, Calvert to drive here can seal this deal. And I would look for them to do just that, but I mean, we have seen in spurts, yeah, Margareta's defense has made some of those big plays. Including getting the stop on fourth down just a few plates before that. Look, Margareta has not played a bad game of football tonight. This has been a quality game of football, and two teams going head-to-head -head that both looking for wins. Kristensen, they'll hand it to Warnament. So he'll be stuffed pretty quickly. He'll only gain one. Now these polar bears got to start ripping at that ball. 
Second down and nine coming up for Calvert. 6.20 left to go. 27-14 your score. Calvert the lead on Margareta. Calvert with the football. Two receivers out each side. Barry Schultz in the shotgun. Running back offset to his right. Work it down, he'll fake the give, he'll look to throw. He's looking for the heave to Klaus, and incomplete. That did actually get to Klaus, but just, I don't know if that was tipped by Bodie, or he was able to get in the vision of where Klaus was looking for the ball, but it falls incomplete. I was just trying to figure out that exact same thing, Lance. I'm not exactly sure. The ball got there, but it did kind of look a little wobbly. I'm not sure where that tip came from. There was pressure bearing down on him in the pocket. He was able to get rid of it in the southpaw, rolling to the near side of the field, which would be to his right hand. So he had to take a step back, throw it lefty. And luckily, that one fell to the turf. But again, not much time off the clock and a long third down. Third and nine for Calvert this time. Two receivers out each side once again. Schultz steps up at the pocket. He'll have to just tuck it in and run. He gets a little bit of a block and is able to get a first down before he walks out of bounds right at about the 43-yard line. Good job by him to avoid the hit, but of course that does stop the clock. And there's a flag on the play. Yeah, that was a little too good of oh, a block, man. I, would, I would guess. But by the way, he was able to run down the sideline like that. Carter Wolf came back and just crush somebody they're gonna say it was a block in the back I'd have to see the replay it was close on the shoulder pads but he smoked someone so that will drop Calvert back so they'll be back at about the 17 18 yard line or so third and long even longer now following the penalty That's tough to hold on. 17. That. I mean, yeah, it's you're, you're in kind of a lose-lose in that yeah. position as, as a wideout out there. Yep. Third and 17 trips left side. Schultz dropping back, looking to throw once again. It was caught by somebody. It's intercepted. It looks like now Washington came down with the ball and then came up with the ball. Do we have a signal? I think it's Margareta Ball, but the official failed to signal that it was Margareta's ball. Signal that it was a catch, but then didn't signal which way it was. That's helpful when it's uh, 10 o'clock and it's a little dark out there. Well, here we go. So Margareta, a chance to try and claw themselves back into this game. We've already seen them go for one onside kick, so we know they have the capability. Hey, call it a 27-yard punt. Second pick also thrown today by Schultz. Just three coming into today, right? Yep, just three coming into today. Or no, three with the earlier one. So just, he's doubled his interceptions. But Julian Washington almost off to the races on another big grab. He was able to get inside the 10, and it was just a late collapse that time. Rombach and Komet able to close in and keep him from scoring. Yeah, he beat Komet. Wow, what a play. This kid's only a sophomore, Lance. Oh, yeah, Two he's... more years to grow, <laughs> yeah. to put onto that 6'4", 160-pound frame. And if he could get up to 180, 185, 190 oh. by senior year, standing at 6'4", keep that speed, boy, he's going to be a mess for this division. So now it's first and goal from the 8. 5.05 left to go. Calvert leads 27-14. Margarita knocking on the door of the end zone. Ooh, he can roll to his right. Looking for something to develop. 
incomplete as he was looking for Washington once again. Clock will stop with it being 4.54 left to go. Yeah, Washington blanketed that time, started from the near side of the field, moved over to the far side of the field, and a great job by the corner stand on him, and it looked like a safety picked him up coming across the field, able to blanket him in completion. Washington's beat out there. He's tired. I mean, he's been on the field all game. Yep, yep, can't blame the kid. Putting a heck of a game. 4.54 remaining in this one. 27-14, your score. Calvert, the lead on Margarita. Reminder tonight, second half brought to you by Smith Family Foods, your total service food partner. Call at 419-447-5382 for your food service needs. Second goal from the eight, but it looks like we're going to get a timeout taken. And yes, we will, in fact, get a timeout from Gary Quizno with in 4.54 left to go. 27-14 is the score, but Margarita trying to claw themselves back into this one as... Polar Bears can tend to do uh, on occasion. And I mean, yeah, like like we've said, I mean, it's been a very good game. It's not that Margaret has done a whole lot wrong. It's just Calvert has been able to fight and get some of these yards in the big time plays when they've needed. And I mean, if nothing else, fourth down stops are one of the things they're going to look back and say, okay, we convert two more of these tie ball game. Now, after that first game, Lance, I said this would be a tough one to judge with the coaches taking in the locker room to watch the tape for. This one, I think, is a perfect example. It's two, two halves of very clean football, very good football, good play on both ends. We've seen some picks. We've seen a few other turnovers. But overall, it's been a great game here tonight. This one's nowhere near over. I mean, the Polar Bears have big strike capability like we just saw and they're finally starting to connect here in that second half. Whatever they adjusted to coming out of halftime really have worked. Now, the other side of things, Calvert, when they got punched in the mouth, they settled down and punched right back and you can't teach that. They're up 13 on the scoreboard, but great game so far. The score is almost identical to last week's game from Margareta against Calvert. Same flip side, Cal Hopewell ended up winning that one by about the same margin but it's crazy how different it has been just leading up to how we arrived at this point in the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. But Margareta, I'm impressed with their offense here in the second half. I mean, getting some of their playmakers open. Well, how about the play and, Julian Washington? And aside from guys like Smetzer and some of the linemen, most of the skill guys are very young. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, going up and down this roster, Lance, you see a handful of 11s, a handful of 12s, and the rest 9 and 10s. Bowie going to roll to his right on second and goal from the 8. They'll throw for the end zone. Did Washington haul it in? No, they're going to say it was out of bounds. Did not get one foot down, even though he did, in fact, catch the football. Now, Komet on the coverage again. He's had a task the entire night. Now they said out of bounds. It's close. We're probably from the farthest vantage point, so I will defer. So it will be third and goal from the eight. Coming up here for Margareta, 4.47 left to go. And neither of the plays have worked, but I like how they've used the wide side of the field to their advantage. It hasn't ended up working out on either of those plays, but they gave themselves the best opportunity to make something out of those yep, plays. I absolutely agree. Run that to the far side of the field. Now, maybe you can sneak something out here, maybe get a running back into the zone under the coverage a little bit, try and spread this defense out. What? Third and goal from the eight. You got two shots to the end zone. You go for both of them here. Two shots. Oh, one shot I, here. I don't know. 
That's part one of my I'm answer. I'm not sure either. Just because it's they have been rate. effective in bur burst with Smetzer, but when you know it's coming, it hasn't always been the same outcome. Exactly. Third and goal from the eight now. There Screenplay. Caught! Keller brings it in. I don't know if he gets in. Just down at the one, but what a heck of an effort to bring that one in from Judah Keller. Schumacher almost had a house call. Yes. If Keller didn't catch it, Schumacher would have. So Schumacher went for the ball instead of the tackle on the screen pass. He just missed it. And yeah, I think he's down at the one. Oh my goodness. Fourth and goal from the one for Margareta. They send Keller in motion to the right side. Bowie, bad snap. Will he even get the football? He will, but he's going to be dropped for a loss. Another fourth down stop for this Calvert defense. 4-0-1 left to go. They hang on to their 27-14 advantage. Hey, it's not over yet, but that helps, Lance. Wow, on the play they need it the most. A fumble on the snap, and wow. Those small details are the difference in a game that has been played this well in Calvert on the receiving end there. I mean, we talked about it in game one. It was little thing after little yeah. thing that kept Clyde from really getting anything going. Hasn't been quite the same, but like I said, you know, a few minutes ago, fourth down, that's one of the big differences in this game on the Margareta side. Absolutely. The defense hold once again. First and 10 for Calvert. Ball will be back on their own six-yard line after another fourth down stop. It'll be a pitch play far side for Romback. He's going to get to the edge. He's going to get out and move, and he's still moving. He is off to the races, but they're going to say he was out of bounds at some point on the far side of the field. We'll see how far back they walk it, and they might say about the, oh, they're coming inside the 35. I'll call about the 38-yard line. He was tiptoeing that sideline, and oh boy. There was a cornerback there that swiped at his legs. May have just gotten enough that half a foot stepped out of bounds on that far sideline. Boy, can he get out and run in space. That, those strides, Lance, my gosh. Being 6'4 helps in that scenario. It's like four of my strides. First and send for Calvert from their own 37, 349 left to go. They lead 27-14 over Margareta. Bit of a low snap. They'll hand it off, a little dive play up the middle, but able to bounce it to the outside. Another big run play for Calvert. Right around the first down marker. Looks like they have enough, but we have a flag come in as a little bit of a extracurricular activity as well. Yeah, just some peppers flaring a little bit, and that's a senior. It's Dylan Gibson. He's played a heck of a game. Man, I've called his name a bunch and just a little bit of curricular activity at the end. We'll see if they get both parties. The refs are still convening as we look to see if we can get an angle of it on the replay. See the flag coming, but we don't see the action. I didn't see who was involved for Calvert. I mean, Wolf was nearby. Looks like he's trying to, he was trying to keep everybody away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Next, next time I need to tell someone to keep me away, if I can't get anyone on the offensive line to do it, I'm asking Carter Wolf. There we go. I wish they could see me earlier. I'd do that little shimmy up here, too. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so here comes the call. Well, I guess both sides are getting explained real fast. 
going to say both teams are kind of backed up to where it could go back either way, depending on what the outcome is. Well, there is two flags on the field. Yes. Should make note of that. There are two flags. I saw number 71 involved for Margareta. So still waiting for an exact call. Is I, uh, I don't think Coach Quizno's very happy based on the reaction he's getting. Tells me that it's against Margareta. At least one of the two for that penalties. So now it appears we will get a call. Now can we get a call? So penalties against each team, offsetting. so a whole lot of nothing in yep. the end. Yep, a whole lot of offsetting penalties. Is it that long for offsetting penalties? It's getting late. It is. <laughs> usually when one party... I know we started late, but come on. <laughs> usually when one party's involved, the retaliator gets one too, and that's exactly what happened. I'm not sure who they got for Calvert, but it was definitely Gibson for Margareta. Down to 3.39 left to go. 27-14, your score. Calvert, Calvert, the lead over Margareta. They're still even practicing their, like the keep-away dance on the Calvert side. I think that's going to be a joke passed down for a while now. That's pretty funny. As it should be passed down for a while. That was Lucas Recker out there. All six, five of them doing that little shimmy. I mean, I mean, if we're if we're being pedantic, that is kind of what pass blocking is. You can call it pass blocking. You can hey. call it dancing, depending on the context of where you are. Hey, if six five two seventy two is telling me to get out of the way, I'm getting out of the way. Very, very <laughs> good point. First and ten. After all that, from the forty seven now for Calvert, as we get under three and a half minutes left to go now. Two receivers out, two to the right, one to the left. Schultz waiting for it to hit three before he pitches it now. Warneman on the right side. He'll try and get a hole. He'll get a little bit of a hole. He'll be stood up after that. Forward progress, though, will get him out to about the 43. Not the biggest thing is that clock is still running. Oh, I lied. They'll stop it. They're going to give him a first down. That's another powerful run, though. I love the way he finishes his runs. Has so much speed off the rip and then able to lower those shoulders. Well, just the fact that uh, Calvert has the thunder-lightning combo that they do with Rombach and Warnament. They're both different runners, but both electric when they can get into space. Absolutely. So now they get into Margarita territory at the 43 for Calvert. First and 10 coming up. Two receivers out each side. Schultz in the gun. Running back behind him. He'll hand it to Rombach. Right side. Try and cut it back inside. He'll do just that as he gets away from one line of defense, but will be brought down by the next as he'll they get another positive gain as he almost always seems to do in those types of scenarios as he gets out to about the, looks like, 36-yard line. A timeout on the field, but man, can he just tightrope that sideline. It looked like the defense was going to force him to come out of bounds here. He takes one little extra step inside, cuts it back up for another three yards. Again, that's a vision you can't teach. Timeout being taken on the field. Timeout tonight brought to you by Rotor. Rudy, give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. Away go troubles. 
down the drain and of course support for this broadcast also, also brought to you by Smith Family Foods and Jim Fruth for Judge here tonight 229 remaining in this one 27 to 14 is the score Calvert with the lead trying to run out the remainder of this clock with the finishing touches on it and only one more time out for Margareta so Calvert can get this first down that could be just about it won't be able to stop the clock after one more timeout. We have to start thinking about our player of the game. Who's this we? It's your decision. <laughs> In the first game, it was obvious. Yeah, this this game, doing. both Ron Mack and Warren Mittavardi won player of the game. Makes it not so obvious. It doesn't. Just about ready to go following the timeout. Second and four for Calvert. They'll go five wide this time. Three to the left, two to the right. It's in Godfrey in motion. Give it to him on the jet sweep. They'll try and take it back upfield. He's going to be stood up, though, rather quickly. Looks like he'll be held to, if anything, a gain of one. We'll see Coach Gary Quizno take, looks like, his final timeout of the night with 221. All left to go again. Timeouts brought to you by Rota Runner. Give Tim Munger a call with 419 435 3360. Away go troubles down the drain. Third and four coming up for Calvert in Margareta territory at the 37. And I again imagine you want to keep the ball in the hands of either Rombach or Warnament. It's just kind of a pick your poison type deal. Yep, two plays on the ground here to try and ice this one. Rombach or Warnament probably will get the call. and few more plays and what can you say about this Margareta defense they've done pretty much everything they've needed to today and they're going to come up on the short end most likely but just a very well played game a lot of heart from that squad I can't say enough about how well Margareta has played especially coming out of half you think they come out with that game plan in the first half and don't have a goose egg at halftime maybe this game's a little bit of a different story they did start the third quarter about as well as they could have Absolutely. with the onside kick they were able to get a touchdown and get a pick six after that. Yeah. Just weren't able to capitalize afterwards. Third and four for Calvert following the timeout. They'll send a man in motion. They'll fake the jet sweep. They'll hand it to Romback. Left side, he'll get the first down. He's still on his feet. Finally going to be brought down as he gets the first down as he gets a little deeper into Margareta territory at about the 28. And just off the left side that time, Rombach will move the chains. That should about do it. Clock will stop momentarily at 2.14, but again, he just keeps those legs churning when it gets into the second level. They've yeah. been running all through this division. Down to 2.05 remaining in this one as Calvert will be able to run out the remainder of this clock as Margareta is without their timeouts. First and 10 from the 28 of Margareta for Calvert. We'll again see two receivers out to each side. Ron back, back there with Schultz in the shotgun. Waits till it hits a one on the play clock before handing it to Ron Back. He'll run straight ahead, get about two or three. I love how Calvert responded today, Lance, when they were put in the face of adversity. It says a lot about a team when you get punched in the mouth coming out of halftime after being up like they were. And I don't want to say dominating, but it was working for him in the first half. Things were coming easier. And Margareta made it more difficult in the second half, and they're a scrappy team tonight. Looks like we will see victory formation now for Calvert. Just two on the play clock. He'll 
take the knee and drop down. We'll have to take, if anything, one more knee before we can put a close on this. Get uh, both teams uh, getting ready for the handshake in midfield. And we'll see Calvert have to take, looks like, just one more knee. There's about 20 seconds between the play clock and the game clock. What were you most impressed by in the second game? What was I most impressed by? I mean, you basically talked about it with just Calvert being able to respond after allowing Margareta to tie it up because you, you saw Margareta get the onside kick. They're able to pretty much march right down the field and score. And then not too long, it was only about a minute later that Keller had that pick six. Yeah. So it went from being a 14-point nothing game to a 14-all game within the matter of really just about 10 minutes or so, give or take, of real time. And then since then, Calvert added two more scores. Yeah. That will officially do it for this one. 27-14 will be your final. Calvert will get the win here tonight. Over Margareta, stay perfect and move now to 6-0 on the season. Oh, Lance, great football game here in game number two. Like I said, give credit to Margareta. They came out with a really good game plan in the second half. A feisty team. Their defense played well. Their offense just couldn't capitalize when they needed to. I think they were stopped four times inside the 20-yard line, Lance, at least three times inside the 20-yard line. But that's how Calvert plays their defense. That defense did what it needed to, and... They were sure enough tonight to come out with the win, and their playmakers made the plays, and really the difference tonight, they got their best players in space with the ball. That's how they get the 13-point win. With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout, then we'll come back and wrap this one up here from Calvary again, 27-14, your score. Calvary getting the win tonight over Margaretta. You've been listening to High School Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 cents an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria. Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Hey, Wyandotte County, NWO can now serve your local orthopedic and physical therapy needs a bit closer to home. We are now located in Upper Sandusky at 109 Haupt Drive. We provide the same great standard that NWO always offers, and we are now accepting patients wanting to be seen in our Upper Sandusky office. Call for your appointment today or contact us online to get scheduled. We look forward to serving you in Upper Sandusky at 109 Haupt Drive. There's only one place to go, NWO. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. We know what it takes. We've done it all. 
At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Like we are here from Frost Countdown Stadium here in Tiffin. You're signed for tonight's action. And what a night of football it was here in Tiffin. A double header of action. Columbian won game number one by a score of 49 to 14. And then Calvert backs themselves up with a 27 to 14 win here tonight over Margaret Lance Morris alongside Pete Seymour for today's action here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. I mean, just such a back-and-forth game. Didn't look that way at the half with Calvert up 14-0, but then, as we said, Margareta able to use a Smetzer TD run and then a Keller pick six to get some points on the board in the early goings of the third quarter. But then, like I said, Calvert able to respond, able to fight back in the little bit of adversity they faced. A couple touchdowns. They get a pick as well in that fourth quarter. Able to put the game on ice after that. Now, the one thing we have to take a step back and think about, Lance, is how young this Margareta team is. Oh, yeah. And we mentioned it in the broadcast a few times, but going back even post-game, looking down through their roster, you see a handful of 12s, you see a handful of 11s, but the majority, 9s and 10s up and down this roster, and they have some playmakers. So, like I said, I was impressed with how Margareta played in the second half. I think it was a good game plan. I think they're very well coached, but I also was impressed with how Calvert, like I said, responded. You get punched in the mouth. How do you respond after blanking the team in the first half? Well, what do you do? only keeping those 14 points that they scored in the first few minutes of the third quarter. Well, and I mean, we, we talked with Coach Reese earlier in the week, and it was just, you know, kind of basically bend, don't break on defense, especially with what the offense does. And because there's, I mean, we saw it, even if it didn't impact the game uh, on the Colombian side, but, you know, they were scoring the first th of their dr first drive. They scored on three of their four plays. So the defense got right back on the field quickly. They were able to respond, but, you know, it, teams always can't do that, depending especially, you know, here at Division Six, Division Seven level. You have a lot of guys going both ways that uh, can make an impact, but it's just another testament to Calvert that they were able to respond the way they were able to. And Calvert, they got the playmakers the ball when they needed it late <laughs> in this one. Rombach, 17 rushes, 128 yards and a score. Warneman, 14 carries, 85 yards and two scores. Harry Schultz through the air, 10 of 18, 203, a touchdown. Two interceptions, though, and again, those were derived from pressure on the quarterback, which an undersized defensive line went up against a big O line and did a pretty decent job for the Polar Bears. So before we go, of course, big thanks to our specialty sponsors, the Roped Corporation, Harold Florina Funeral Home, Morgan Advanced Materials, Smith Family Foods, Frickers, Roto-Rooter, along with Jim Fruth for Judge. And it's, uh, now we have to award a Frickers player of the game. Here's the, here's the dealio, as the kids say. I don't know if kids still say that. If they don't, I'm tired. I don't care. We have a rule that you can only win player of the game at least in the regular season one time. Cal Warnament, or Callum Warnament, depending on who you are, and Jacob Brownback have each already won said award. That leads conundrum to exactly who we award our player of the game to, because if I look at my touchdown sheet, Brownback touchdown, Warnament touchdown, Warnament touchdown, 
did have Schumacher have that 66-yard touchdown catch, and Klaus did have an interception. It's not always about the stats, though, for player of the game. So, Pete, I, I again, I cede to you, because it's what I do. I put it on my color commentators to make this pick. We can we can talk it out a little bit, but where where are you leaning? I love the way that Billy Klaus plays this game of football. I think that he is a did a ton tonight that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. I don't have the defensive stats all with me, but we called his name this entire evening. I think that's where I go because just from the eye test, he popped out to me tonight. That's fine by me. All right, rock and roll. Congratulations, Billy Klaus, the 6'295 pound senior in interception, throwing some great blocks out there, had a few catches as well, and man, a heck of an effort overall. Another guy that can close out games for this team, and he helped do just that. So again, our player of the game will be Billy Klaus tonight. You pick up from the Care window, dine in, get delivery through DoorDash, download the Frickers app, find them online at frickers.com, and he will receive some fun bucks to spend at Frickers. And I'll at least have a couple other players to spend those fun bucks with as both the Rombach and Mournament have won that award throughout the year. And we have covered a handful of more time, so there's a handful of more players that can get some uh, get some fun bucks as well. So just about will do it for us uh, Pete, we've been here for seven or so hours at this point. Any uh, any any last thoughts before uh, before we officially can put a bow on this? Uh, it's a pleasure, Lance, as always. We were talking. I mean, it's been a while since we were at Bowling Green together calling games. I don't know if we actually ever got a football game in, but I don't believe we did. Right? I think tonight was the first. That's crazy, but yeah, we've come a long way, and I appreciate you having me out as always. And if I don't talk to you guys again this season, thanks to everybody back at the studio. You guys do a great job. It's a smooth operation, and it's a pleasure to sit down and just be a part of it, man. So big thank you to everybody for dropping in for this one again. Big thanks to both Bart Wilson, Trayvon Hastings, back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios in each of the studios helping to do the Lord's work. Big thanks as well to everybody up here in the press box for both the Calvert and Columbian games because the broadcasters for some of these places might have been the same, but all the people in between was shifted out between both games. So big thanks to all of them for helping us do what we did, and Don Cook helped us get uh, some stats and some other identifications for different players throughout the game. So big thanks to him as well for helping us here tonight. And for my broadcast partner, Pete Seymour, this is Lance Morris finally now signing off here from Tiffin. Thank you for listening to our coverage of both games tonight of our high school football doubleheader on Classic. It's 96-7, a 27-14 win tonight for Calvert over Margareta. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys in the next one. Is it? Sadly, we're out of time. Yes, you've been listening to High School Football right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. And it's been brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit. MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Campus Poly Eyes, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us again next time for another great matchup of high school football. A production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.